There we go. The, 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 feeling, the feeling of worrying about something. Yeah. Adam's literally just walked in probably yeah. within a minute and started saying yeah. something and I thought, that's a, that's a topic. <laughs> this is a topic, let's get this down. Yeah, no, the, I, was, I, was, I was thinking about my week and I was thinking, because Joseph always asks me when I walk in, first thing he says is, what sort of week has it been? Has yeah. it been a big week? Big or week? A week or yeah. Because the thing is, I, often people say, like, is it, has it been a good week or mm. has it been a bad week? Mm. But I'm, I'm more interested in, like, the other axis. I don't want to yeah. make it too much of a, like, valence-dominated yeah. discussion, yeah. like, it's are you just, feeling good or bad? It's just about magnitude. It's, it's not like about magnitude, direction. exactly, yeah. Just yeah. normalise or, or whatever it is. <laughs> so so um, I, was, I, and I, was, I was thinking about, like, because I can, the one thing I can say with certainty is that it's been a, it's been a busy week, but then I thought, can I say that with certainty? I had, a, mm. I had an experience a little while ago where I was talking to someone who's um, over, who, 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 like, tried to, was con- trying to convey their, like, levels of, stress and levels of concern about what was you know what the, their their position and what was going on and everything mm-hmm. and the the longer we the longer the conversation went the clearer it became to me that they were the, the, the amount of stress that they were suffering was not proportional to the amount of actual work they had to do mm. and that what they were worried about was more to do with uh basically it was they, they, they the worrying it had at that point become a sort of work for them like yeah it was, yeah like an emotional labor yeah, but like exactly. you're giving it to yourself it, or something. It, yeah the, the, the feeling of worrying about something and they, they, like i think a lot of people do this right they confuse mm. the feeling of worrying about something that they have to do with mm. the feeling of actually doing it and so it can feel like it, it, it's a close cousin to that thing where if you say you'll do something um, like it, it, it can go two ways, right? If you mm. commit to something, you can say, "I'm going to do this thing," and either you can it can be like a social accountability thing, and you can feel like held to it, and you'll you'll have to do that. Yeah, you've announced your yeah. Kickstarter project, and now you have yeah. to deliver or whatever. Right? Um, but the, 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 obviously, the, the, the flip side of that is do if you don't still do Kickstarter, don't you? Yeah, do appara- well, apparently maybe, so. Maybe, I, maybe I, not. I was I was thinking. Sorry, like, this is a tangent. No, okay. Carry on. This will go on to five different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Kickstarter. I've never done. Yeah. The no, I know. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, and I, I have a point about the Kickstarter, which I'm going to note. I'm going to. I've note been trying that. to get better. Yeah. This is a tangent that I'm yeah. doing now. I've been trying to get better at noticing my own tangents, just when I'm <laughs> doing things and realizing no, I need to finish the thing I'm doing. Yeah. So no, carry on. <laughs> so, this is like a habit I'm trying to get better at. Yeah. So so the 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 the, the thing that I I realized is that you can, in in a similar way to how when you are. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so the, the, sorry. The, the the other way, the other thing that you that committing to something can do, it can either hold you accountable to it um, if you attach certain like conditions necessarily. Like obviously, a Kickstarter has the attached condition of money. People will give you money, and you will have to do something. Um, yeah, yeah. But also, the other sort of side of it is that if you do it in a sort of low effort enough way, then mm. it can you can feel as though you've kind of you got the doing it feeling from saying it you basically yeah, yeah, like yeah. announcing it is, is because the, is the thing is a lot of the work yeah. to doing something is kind of like turning these vague ideas that seem very solid in your brain into mm. it's like how when you write about something you end up understanding it better than when you when you you thought mm. you understood it you think yeah. i understand this thing i've got an exact plan of this mm. project and as soon as you write a spec mm. for the project yeah. you realize that the project has to be massively yeah, yeah, yeah. in some way right but like that's so therefore there's a lot of that this week for me actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
in the in the in the in the in the in the day job. It, it's, yeah. it's very uh, harrowing in that you can't really trust your intuition in that way. But also yeah. just the feeling that you think you know what you're doing, and you do know what you're doing, but you only know what you're doing once you've done the work to find out yeah. what it is you're doing. Right? That's like a kind of pre-commitment, which that as a thing requires so much effort that once you've done it, you feel like, well, I've pretty much done it now. I just need to, you know cross the i's and dot the t's whatever, yeah right? and that's, that's but um, then no, you yeah. have to do the actual work yeah d- d- the, the, bat, d- right? the doing of the work is is the is, is obviously the, the like so you've so basically for like my my week has just been a lot of like writing specs for things that i know i'm going to have to do like next week basically mm. and that's that, that and, but also just like fretting about it like worrying that i'm doing it whether i'm doing it right and wrong and lots of just lots of like worries about being able to meet all of my commitments and things of that nature and it's it's just that i realized is not actually like helping me like mm. thinking about that stuff like I, i'm not it's not like i'm going through and like making a spreadsheet of like here's my time and here's how much i can do it and here's how much flex i think i have and here's how much extra capacity i can draw in from this or whatever i'm just going yeah, just yeah. like thinking about it vaguely and worrying about it maybe, which is maybe like you could yeah. put uh, instead of it just being a, a binary distinction between mm. two completely unrelated mm. kind of things maybe you could construct a, a, an axis on which worrying turns into action yeah and maybe that kind of like uh, that you could call it like active worrying and passive worrying yeah. right well active worrying is is maybe more like talking about the thing or potentially making a spreadsheet about the thing but not necessarily doing because at some point it must have to cross over from mm. worrying about the thing to actually trying to make progress yeah, on it and yeah get yeah. it done but what makes it this is the thing where does it turn that corner yeah. and, and and i think i think when you like it, it, I think it's mostly like a function of of you because hmm. whatever what wh- whatever you actually do, the minute you turn the corner, the minute you go from like passive to active worrying, like it, the, the the stress starts to decrease because you've stopped being passive. Hmm. Like the, the the passivity is like not just a property of the worrying; it's a property of you in relation to your situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that is like being passive is I'm not gonna say always a bad thing, but like at least in terms of if you're feeling stressed, like being passive is always just going to make things worse because you're not taking any kind of. You're not going. There's nothing yeah. to actually bounce yeah, off of. Exactly. Because I, I was I was thinking that in a, maybe in a lot of cases it's like the differences between uh, general things and specifics. Mm. So like if you're generally worrying about a sort of thing then that's kind of passive worrying. Whereas if you're specifically thinking... Like, so if you're worrying about money, right, mm. then you're worrying about the idea of money or whether you have yeah. enough or whether, whether things yeah. might pan out. Mm. But then active worrying would be trying to actually sort the figures in your head. Mm. And But then the thing, this is the thing, that's my, that's maybe the crossover point where it starts to become like, okay, well, now I have to make an actual spreadsheet and yeah. then I have to make an actual plan. And then once you've made an actual plan, that's more or less as good as having solved... the th- In many mm. cases, as good as having solved the thing, right, if mm. it's possible to solve, right? And because here's, here's like a practical example, right? Something which is like a really good example for me of a low level of worry mm. is uh, we got a letter like six months ago from British Gas. I think it's British Gas, whoever it is, right? The gas supplier. Mm. This is way before the gas prices went mm. completely, you know, silly. And they just said, oh, we're putting you on a new tariff. It's like the same amount of gas Per, you know the same amount of money per unit of gas but we're also going to give you a special offer which is for a year we're giving you free boiler cover hmm. and then after that it's uh, 94 pounds a year hmm. or something and my initial reaction to that is well we don't need boiler cover because it's not our boiler yeah it belongs to the landlord yeah so we need to go on there and cancel hmm. that thing before 
in a yeah. b- within the next year we need to cancel that and try or, or it's more likely it's like well you can't cancel it you have to talk to someone yeah, who will then yeah. put you on a different tariff and it will involve a lot of like fucking around with shit and it will probably end up you'll probably end up being financially worse maybe <laughs> who knows what the procedure is but effectively this is like a thing where it's like right so the deadline, there is a deadline that's being enforced, but the deadline is sufficiently far away that it's useless as a deadline. Yeah. And my way of sort of uh, dealing with that worry, which is a minor worry, but it's £94 a year that doesn't need to be spent, right, is I've put a to-do list item somewhere that hmm. sort this thing out, what's yeah. going on with that. Yeah. And that's something where, like, uh, that's definitely that kind of thing where it's like I've been able to do the minimal amount of thing that makes me feel like I've dealt with the issue without actually mm. dealing with the issue whatsoever. Yeah. But because it's still on my to-do list, I mm. feel like I've somehow dealt with it. Yeah. Or I'm dealing with it. I'm yeah. in the process you, of dealing it, with it. It's like it, it moves it out of your immediate, like, your sort of short-term mm. memory, you know, the brain of the community. Your, your, but I think yeah. this is the problem is when there's, like, an uncertainty mm. in anything, right, in that the specific procedure for how to deal with that... Mm tariff or whatever that bought that uh, in, boiler insurance that we don't need now mm. technically being something that we have to pay mm. for in the if, anyway we don't you know trigger some clause to cancel it or whatever the whole process of dealing with that on a contractual level is kind mm. of opaque mm. because it involves reading lots of terms and conditions or more likely just just banging your head against the wall of customer service until they eventually do it mm. nobody likes to do that because it's uncertain that's why yeah. customer service is something that people hate yeah. in addition to using up loads and loads of time yeah. and just kind of being a waste of time you know? yeah. and I do um, I, th- that sort of like the feeling because I was trying to identify earlier like what particular things were causing me the worry and it was like whenever I had like an incomplete piece of information like mm, i wasn't mm, sure mm. what the estimate for me to do the stuff was or i wasn't sure what like the, the or, I, I wasn't sure how much was expected of me mm. versus how much i was able to do because like, then there's, there's gonna yeah. always be a little like bit of uncertainty mm. there like am i doing my best mm. here like you can say like right well i don't know what there's 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 a lower bound and an upper bound for what i'm expected to be doing here mm. and i have to work out where to put my actual investment in this right somewhere so do i pick like do i look do i look at like things in the past and try and pick like an average of things that seem similar or if there isn't enough data what do i do you know and you you think well do i take like a mean or do i do a geometric mean or like do i just kind of go for a bit higher so that i can't you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and then there's that problem where Mm -hmm. even whatever number you pick you're going to be worrying about did i invest too much time or effort in this or did i not invest enough and then and then you get to ultimately like the problem that i always have which is like something that i think i've spoken about in the past the like the 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 poison that entered my brain at a young age through video games was the illusion that the the world has like sort of invisible walls that'll keep you going on the right track Mm. and like it might be it's it's very difficult like again it's something i'm you know sort of accommodating myself to but like you know there's no there's no thing that's like um, you know, telling you this is the right thing to do, this is the wrong thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, except for like certain external stimuluses, but they often don't come until like the feedback cycle is late. a lot longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, there's nothing. There's nothing where it's like there's no there's no thing where I can go like. I can do something and then it'll do the equivalent of one of those like Sim City tool tips or it'll pop up and be like, your advisor says that maybe you should consider not yeah, doing yeah, this yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I I can take like I was just thinking I was thinking about just like in terms of my capacity, I can take on I am able to hmm. say yes to more people's work than I am physically able to do. Like that's something I'm hmm. able to do and the cost won't come due for like a month or two. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. able to um 
you know, to sort of like uh, say yes to too much stuff in 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 a week, and then mm. not find myself able to. You know, yeah. I there are all these things that I can do that will only be tested by i always think of the, the calvin hobbs strip where he's his, his he asks his dad how they measure the like the the load capacity of a bridge mm. like, <laughs> they just drive heavier <laughs> yeah, yeah, and heavier yeah. trucks over it yeah. until it breaks and then the one it breaks that's the capacity and they rebuild and they the rebuild bridge and the side. um yeah. and it like I, I feel a little bit like that sometimes you know i feel like my my capacity can only be sort of determined by stress testing which isn't a, a very good way to do interest inc- incidentally i've mm. got um an appointment with the doctor next week to get some adhd medication Ooh. i'm very interested to see how that affects everything see whether or not that that allows me to like just sort of you know be a bit more rational about all this stuff mm. um i've heard that it's very good mm. i've heard i'm looking forward to it yeah mm. it's, it's looking forward to that, that medical grade speed but yeah like, like the, the i think the thing that we started off with was the the sort of the, the feeling of worrying and how that relates to the feeling of work and i think just because like worrying has to justify itself somehow right mm. because it's not a in in the way in in, in a way like you that it clearly isn't doing anything like people always you know say right like there's no it, it just just worrying you know without any mm, sort of active mm, the passive mm, worrying mm. that you were talking about there's no no, with no active when it's when it's like yeah. if you've got a problem and you don't know what to do about it right that's the the main thing i think mm. because i think most feelings of it, it it kind of suggests that maybe there should be an entirely alternate kind of new like some some way of like divvying up feelings that's like slightly different from the normal words that we use and slightly different yeah. conceptually. Obviously, that's a big task to try and come up with such a like taxonomy like mm. that. But like there are a lot of things which I feel like have a similar feeling mm. to them, although they're like distinct in terms of the way yeah. we talk about them. And one of those things is the the fact that like a lot of um, things that are kind of emotionally painful mm. are emotionally painful in specific ways. And one of those ways mm. is the feeling that uncertainty gives you, which could cause anxiety or worry, or it could cause confusion, or it could cause mm. like alienation or something like that. Yeah. But a lot of that feeling is a kind of result of the same kind of um, broader like situation, which is that when you have a situation where you don't know what to do about it, or you don't know how to conceptualize it, or you don't, where you're feeling like confused, but not on a kind of like, intrigued and like um like a, a kind of like a positive oh i need to find out about this thing so i can understand it kind of level but more of a kind of i don't even know where to start or like this isn't mapping onto anything that i can like assign it to and i'm just getting spew it's it's kind of it's it's like a similar thing to the kind of demotivation that you get like working on some kind of any kind of like technical thing where the thing just isn't working and you're just yeah. hitting your head against a brick wall and eventually that's like oh this is you know and obviously the, the, people have like different levels of tolerance for mm. this right and i think like maybe we have slightly more than the average person but it certainly is limited at some mm. level yeah, yeah, right yeah. and like at some point you just it kind of completely demotivates you and you think well why isn't this thing working i assumed that this would be a thing i could do but now it's just it's not going the way i expected and sometimes you know, the solution to that is go away and come back or whatever like that but a lot of the time like when it isn't so much of a like i don't know what you call it like gamifiable or like uh rationalizable situation where it isn't literally like a, a formal system that you're like dealing with when it's like an emotional problem or a social problem yeah you can get into that exact same situation where you're essentially confused about what to do next and there isn't a clear answer mm. and even if you try and tabulate all of the potential answers it just ends up in some kind of like explosion of different combinations and you just really don't know like how on earth do i like cleave this in some way to start working on it or even the idea of like right well the amount of effort i'm going to need to put into this to start working on this like mm. 
I, I need to get more information to get the information I need, right? But yeah. then how do I decide which information to get next? Like, that is, like, way more difficult to do than, like, hey, there's a thing and I, it's going to take a thousand hours to do, but I know exactly what a thou- each yeah. one of those thousand hours is going to, re- like, look yeah. like, you know? It's, like, it's it sort of reminds me of something that I was reading the other day about, like, agile development and, mm. like, how that sort of, like... Basically, came about, uh, uh, you know, in the in the early two thousands when everybody was just like, well, these waterfall charts and this Prince Two shit doesn't get us anywhere, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Like it, it 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 never it never works. Hmm. Um, and you're just like, well, okay, then what do we? How do how do we make this? Like, how do we fit this into the thing that we're looking for? You know, how do hmm. we how how can we like cram this into whatever the like you know like, what like, what's what's the way that we can we can fit this this thing that doesn't fit into the box into the box Hmm. um and then that like you know agile is meant to sort of what's really funny the the, the writer of the piece mentioned this is that they were just like it's really weird that all these like very like high paid relatively like high profile developers and and people who like basically their their labor is required to make all the technical stuff go didn't like come up with something like i don't know a union <laughs> they, they were just like how can we just like get managers out of our way a bit so things can be more efficient mm. which is like quite funny really um but, you know Zizek, pure ideology that wave or it whatever was, it but like, like one of those know. things where a lot of it was just because it hadn't been mm. explicitly tried or at least mm. it, it had been tried but it hadn't been written about in that sort of way yet yeah so therefore it did seem like something yeah. worth like, it seemed like an, a, yeah. a, a kind of an, an adventurism in, in, uh, in, in yeah yeah know, and like i don't I, it's, one, it's one of those things where it's like i i'm, I'm just trying to like I, I i i i i was talking to someone the other day it was about the adhd stuff actually and it was like hmm. it, it it made me realize like quite how much of my focus on productivity stuff you know all the merlin man shit hmm. is basically just like a react and the reason i focus so much on like systems of how to do things and stuff like that is basically just because i have that like that that feeling could, of yeah, a you, void you, in me somewhere that is like not yeah, quite yeah. you know you need to of, inhabit yeah. a system somewhere. yeah exactly if the thing can't be yeah. you know, inhabited in that way it yeah. doesn't yeah but there's, there's clearly happen. some like unsatisfied part of me that's just like why why doesn't this work well i'm sure i can find a system to to to, to, to make this work and then it's just like actually no it's just it's, it's something else um mm. <laughs> but yeah um sorry i've just noticed that you've that this is a this is a tangent but like i've i noticed that you've the the, the setup the, the this, this is, is this the monitor setup back. we were talking about this is last something episode. that i was doing last weekend this is continuing on the the theme of the uh of the end monitor lifestyle mm. so i you know, i did i did the thing you know i did a bit of agile right yeah. i did an iteration on the thing and i came back and did a little scrum with myself where we agreed upon uh, me and me agreed upon uh new new directions and new new uh, <laughs> i basically i set up the this screen and i i was able to get it working it turns out that the uh the the HDMI to VGA adapter that yeah. I was using was total shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I also, completely unbeknownst to me, owned two others that were better yeah. already, and they were in a box somewhere. And so yeah. I just, and also, well, one of them was in a box somewhere, and then later on I found that one of them was already down there. Yeah, so nice. just wasn't plugged into it. <laughs> so... I ended up plugging that in and found that I was able to get the uh, screen resolution nice. right, completely fine. And How about that? Nice. Uh, and then I found out that I... Uh, this this software that I'm using here, FL Studio, it's one of the um, it, it supports uh, DPI awareness. Nice it's DPI awareness month this mm-hmm. month, um, <laughs> and the the uh, it, it supports the Windows. You know the whole thing where you can have 
multiple different resolutions mm. on different monitors, which yeah. is you know, which is kind of useful in that. I mean, obviously, you've always been have different resolutions on different monitors, yeah. but you can have different DPI. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I remember when I had multiple different monitors with multiple different like things. But, but it's, I think it was when I had when I first had like a really big mm. high res monitor, and then like one of those, and it was just and like it's just, the text yeah, is like yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. Minuscule and impossible I to read. Or, that Mac yeah. OS can deal with that now, but the last time mm. I used it, which was about five years ago, it yeah. couldn't. Yeah, so it's, a, you, it's a bit better. So now, you'd yeah. have to. But um, I think, as far as I know, it, Linux just still can't do it. And the, and I and I checked this like six months ago, so this yeah. is fairly up to date. I yeah. think that maybe there's some new patch for like Wayland or something, mm. which you can download and recompile your current. I don't know. You can do something <laughs> like that, right? And then it, and it works. But it's just, apparently, you just can't really do it on Linux. Um, but yeah, so one thing one thing I found out is that this this software that we're running now, music software. My original idea was to have a computer, which is which is you know I I can basically just kind of look over here and I can sit here with a with a keyboard in front of me with the musical stuff and I can just have it in front of me. I can have the music software on the screen and I can have the piano below me, right? Mm. That's uh, you know as as above, so below, right? Yeah. And it's all music all the time going on yeah. in this corner, right? And then this corner mm. is a normal computer. And the original idea of that, of course, is to have one computer with multiple screens. But it turns out that this software, you can obviously just move these windows about and stuff. But unlike most other software that uses like native Windows forms, GUI, whatever. <laughs> Uh, which where you know you can move a, a um, mono you can move it from one screen to another and if mm. they're different resolutions it you, you just sort of see it pop to a smaller yeah. monitor and then you move it back right uh, FL Studio doesn't support that because it uses its own it's it's all got its own GUI that's all written from scratch because it's just been like that since two thousand and two or, or nineteen ninety eight or whatever that has a very um ios apps in the uh in the, in yeah, the late yeah, 2000s yeah. feel to it it's just like everyone's doing their own thing no yeah. standardization so, well, yeah. well, fl studio is like a very weird program sure. actually because it's, it's all written in in basically um x86 assembly and delphi or like, right. or like object pascal or something mm. so it's not i think it's got some c and c plus plus in it now like for some of the plugins and stuff yeah. but the basic like audio engine and a lot of the stuff is all done in like object pascal with like its own custom rendering thing mm. it's because they started working on it in like 1998 yeah and that was actually a really good thing i actually really like delphi i mean you i think i used it at six in sixth form college right there was something that we they, they taught us programming with pascal at sixth form computing right uh, which, which is actually a nice language mm. but it has led me with the end with the thing of whenever I'm in a C like language doing the thing where I put the bracket on its own line mm. because on in uh, Pascal you use you do you write begin and end mm. and they're on their own line so now I have to put the brackets there even though it's technically and JavaScript tends to not do that but when I write JavaScript <laughs> um, and yeah it's all it's, it's in and it's got like it was like hyper optimized for like the processes of the early to mid 2000s so it had loads of handwritten assembly in it that made it really fast and really good on like mm. processes at the time but yeah as, as time's gone on they have been able to like update it and it you know it looks like a modern program it looks mm. pretty good and it's like it's all right like it's fine um it's it's got like a lot of it's clearly made by people who used to be like demo scene people like from like early 90s sort of it's got a european software vibe to sure. it i don't know i can't remember exactly where they're based but it's got that kind of vibe to it right it's not like got a silicon valley kind of yeah. vibe to the way they develop it um but one thing it cannot do as a result of all of the 
the above <laughs> is, is that when you want to select uh, the scaling of the application mm. you can pick anything you want it doesn't have to be like what the monitor is set to yeah. you can pick you can have non-native res you can have native res you can have it automatically detect the res that it's meant to be when you mm. start the program but you can't have it automatically change the res when you move the stuff about right. and you have to manually set it every single time you you run it on different res so if you run it on a different monitor with a different pixel density mm. uh, then you have to set the display res manually every time and also as a result of that it resets all of your window positions and all your toolbars oh, no. so you have to reconfigure your toolbar so oh, effectively no. my original idea of, of having the program like you know having the program like running on here yeah. and then if I need to record music or just use it with that screen <laughs> just dragging the screen over it would turn out to be like a 10 minute thing every single time I want to switch from one oh, to the yeah. other so then, then, then so here's some creative thinking I thought how about I have the uh, I have two instances of the, of the program installed right with in separate directories or something one that's configured to be with that and one that's configured to be with that right so I, I was looking into how to do that and it doesn't really seem like possible you can have two different versions of the same software you could have like the the last to newest version and then the newest version and if you give them their own config directories then they will like boot up with different configs but I thought well, that's just going to confuse the issue right. And besides, this has all given me a much better idea, which is simply to, instead of having different screens, just have a different computer. So I got that this, <laughs> oh, this half yeah. of a ThinkPad that I have uh, from up there, which was my main laptop about, I don't know, like 10-ish years ago, which wasn't that old at the time. But it's, so that thing's about 12 to 14 years old, this laptop. So it's like a core duo, mm. not core two duo, just a regu regular original yeah. core duo. And... She's just reminding me of when, when like multi-core things. Joint processor would be just like, like incredible do the, shit. Do you remember the adverts? I, mean, so I, I think I posted about this a while back. Which is you'd get those adverts from like PC World or whatever, and, and this is in like two thousand and six or two thousand and seven, you know. And it would be like uh, with my new Intel dual core laptop, I can read my emails and I can listen to <laughs> yeah, MP3. It's, it's, it's just like the same. It's the time. first time you could do two things at once <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's dual Finally core. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's got a Core 2 yeah. Duo, and um, originally actually I had Windows 2000 installed on there, which is my favourite version of Windows. It's the best version of Windows. We're going to get onto different versions of Windows. Actually, mm, I've got a, yeah. I've got this on a card actually. Sure. Um, uh, but my reviews of different versions of Windows, in short, yeah. are that Windows 2000 was like peak Windows, mm. and it was like. You know, the whole general thing, Windows, the early versions of Windows basically just didn't work. They weren't usable, right, up to, like, before 95. Mm. Windows 95 was, like, a really, really good version of Windows, really well designed. They actually did, like, the Apple thing where you have, like, user, yeah, user interface, mm. human interface, user interface guidelines yeah. kind of thing. But unlike Apple, where I think they did this quite limitedly, like, the... Uh, Windows like experience team or whoever was developing in the early 90s ran like a lot of like tests on just like test subjects with like a two-way mirror or whatever sure. where they just had people use Windows and they actually like adjusted the whole design of Windows based on that nice and that's what the, the, like the way that Windows looks with the start menu yeah, and the yeah, yeah. taskbar and like the way the whole desktop works and yeah. pretty much everything on it like almost all of that was kind of like fully formed in Windows 95 and it's basically just not changed since. Yeah. It's just they've added stuff to it that doesn't really make sense now given that and it's just it's built up these sedimentary layers of you've seen that like those tweets about how you know there's like if you open like the printer dialogue there's like you can basically by opening the printer 
thing in Windows, you can open like a Windows 11 printer config, which then has parts of it, which are Windows 10, yeah. which then when you open the config for that opens like a Windows 7 era thing, mm. which when you open the config for that, like there's like a help <laughs> file, which shows you like a Windows 98 thing. <laughs> and then like a thing within that that lets you like browse for something opens the Windows 3.1 like browse dialog, which doesn't even have, it's the one with like the two different panes where there's files on one side and then a list of folders on the right hand side. And it can't show things with more than eight letter long file names. It's got that kind of shit going on nice. it where you can, yeah. Um, all that stuff, like, that's from before Windows 95. So yeah, stuff. Yeah. All, all the good Windows shit started in 95. It's like mm. very, very well designed, like, user interface. It's basically entirely copied off of Mac OS, like the old Mac OS. Yeah. But, like, I would argue, like, somewhat improved, right? Mm. But then again, it had been, like, 11 years since the Mac originally came out. Uh, Windows 98 kind of then shat on that by including a whole load of, like, basically rewriting the whole uh, Explorer and Windows Explorer and like the desktop and everything to make it uh, Internet Explorer, yeah. which was then became the subject of the antitrust uh, yeah, lawsuits yeah, yeah. against Microsoft. Yeah. But um, quite apart from the like legal issues, it also made the OS really slow. Yeah, like Windows ninety five can run with like four megs of RAM, mm. and when you open up uh, on Windows ninety five, when you open up like the Task Manager, there's nothing in there. It's empty. Yeah, yeah. It's got Explorer in it, and that's yeah. it. When you're running Windows, that's the only thing you're running. You're just running Windows. Yeah. And when you run a program, then there's two things. Yeah. And you close it, it's one thing again. So it uses, like, virtually no memory. Windows 98 just... Yeah, sure. And, and also, like, yeah. I think by default, or maybe it was the later version of 95 that included IE... It like when you first install it, it comes up with all this shit with like the the MSN channels. So yeah. it's got like a list of like Disney and... Mm. Uh, NBC, CNN. I don't know. It comes up with all this. This is like kind of early MSN era where they were trying to like really, really get with the internet. Mm. Um, so Windows ninety eight bad. Uh, Windows ME was just ninety eight, but but bad mm. even worse. Um, Two thousand was based on the NT kernel, so sure. it didn't crash. Yeah, uh, and it you, you couldn't have the thing where one program would take down the entire OS. So two thousand like very very good. Yeah, but it's still got very low memory footprint compared to later Windows, and it's and it's you know it, it looks it doesn't have like the a lot of people like the XP kind of thing where yeah. it has the like Fisher Price yeah the sort, sort of, of the, the very colourful sort soft of wine edge. gum yeah. thing That's like, everything looks like a Mario thing. level like yeah yeah exactly yeah. Uh, it doesn't have that but it does have the classic Windows look yeah. so you know it looks it looks you know I like the classic Windows look I like uh, not skeuomorphic design but the mm. design where stuff actually has like edges to it rather than just Edge. being just being loads of uh, flat mm. things that you can't tell apart because mm. uh, I'm too old to actually use <laughs> those and um yeah, it's just good, good OS overall, yeah, overall. Yeah. and also it's got the thing where you open it up and it's and you open up um, Task Manager and there's virtually nothing there. There's maybe like five things there, so you know, pretty good considering it's like year two thousand. The problem with Windows two thousand is it came out in late ninety nine and then in two thousand and one, I think Windows XP is just after nine eleven, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, but basically, it was only out for like a year. So in theory, it's basically the same thing as Windows XP, but without all of the Fisher Price stuff and without the like dog that helps you with your search, yeah, stuff like that. It's got like all the new stuff that makes it like not a Windows ninety five type of thing, yeah. but. And it will run like a lot of a lot of stuff. If you can patch Windows two thousand to run virtually most software up until the late noughties and quite a lot into the into the tens, you can Windows software you can still run on Windows two thousand. Uh, but the drivers are another story, which is that 
anyone that makes drivers for a uh, like win- for Windows XP or whatever, there just aren't drivers for Windows 2000, mm. and you have to just pray that drivers for things are going to be available in Windows 2000, and they're going to kind of work like the XP ones will work. And uh, this is where I kind of hit my hurdle, which is like I want to set up this computer just as a yeah. music thing, right? Just only for doing music. Um, because my, this this originally came from a conversation I had with uh, with Hazel, right? Because they were actually looking for to buy a ThinkPad, like an old oh, yes. ThinkPad. Oh, no, yeah, I remember yeah. And um, I was like, I didn't know exactly why they were they were looking for it, right? I didn't know if it was for like, a, well, no, whether it was just for like general, just because I don't, you know, they didn't have a laptop. Yeah. Maybe just getting a laptop just for general stuff, or is it like for a specific use? So I said, oh, what is it for? You know, and they were like, oh, it's for sort of doing music. It's for doing like um, for our like live gigs. We need something to like run all the systems, like connect yeah. everything to, right? But it needs to be a laptop, obviously, because yeah. you need to take it to the gig, and. That shows insufficient dedication. You should just bring a rig just bring, every yeah. time. Yeah, bring, bring the whole like land, your, land party style. Yeah. Well, you can just bring a whole one of yeah, these. Yeah, exactly. Right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you show, show up with that. Um, yeah, and so and, and then when they said that, I was like, thank God. Because like I was worried you were going to say, oh, I just need to do some like web browsing or like live <laughs> stuff on it. But you actually said, oh, I need to run all the music software for yeah. our live gig. It turns out that that's actually a lot easier to do than it is to run a, a like Chrome. Because like, <laughs> like this, this is the issue of like, you know, I, I very much am like a, you know, I recommend old ThinkPads as a laptop to yeah. get. The new ones are pretty good too, you know. But old ThinkPads, if you've got like, you know, limited funds or whatever, or it's just like a little thing you'd like one yeah, computer yeah. for. Uh, it, it's a good, if you need an oldish computer that just does a certain thing, just get an old ThinkPad, right? Because, you know. But the problem is the certain thing now cannot be like normal computer shit. Yeah. You can't run a browser because it's just too, it's just, even on the f- new-ish sort of ThinkPad, it's, probably about 10 years old or yeah. 11 years old or something I've got in there which is a slightly newer one is even that on one that, that the, you've got Linux on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that one pretty much all I do is just watch media and it's plugged into a projector yeah. and then also like you know you could bring YouTube up or something mm. and in, when we play Dungeons and Dragons mm. I have the music playing from that yeah. or whatever but that kind of thing it's like YouTube just is very slow to load because mm. it's a lot of JavaScript going on and it's just it's just too much um, but Maybe right, Richard Stallman is right. If yeah. we just do JavaScript, yeah. Yeah. The browsers are all awful, and you should just it was, like it's kind of a nightmare. Yeah, it's ter- and the thing is, these yeah. are all like machines that have been. I put SSDs in all of them, so they're and they've and I've maxed out the RAM on all of them, right? So like for instance, that that laptop, it says it supports up to four gigs of RAM, but actually, if you buy the exact right RAM, you can put eight gigs in, and <laughs> nice. it works. So that's something you can find out from the ThinkPad fan wiki, or <laughs> the Think Wiki for the, the, for think, the ThinkPad. The, the ThinkPad fan ThinkPad wiki community is like. Like the it's like that um there's i can't remember what it is there's there's a, a community of people online who invent fake nintendo games so i've actually just like is, i've got i've got hang on <laughs> it's actually on here we've it's definitely talked card. about this before have we talked about this before windows never released no what we'll have this? to get is that that for, for windows yeah it's, oh, so it, it's incredibly i'll finish the actual thing yeah, I'm no, on and, let, <laughs> and then we'll get on to this you're, you're, right? you're ranking your you're giving us your top 10 windows <laughs> well, top 10 windows yeah. we're now going to get onto my like top 10 yeah, windows yeah, that yeah. don't exist yeah right? um <laughs> which we will do yeah the um so the, yeah the, the upshot is i was talking to hazel about this and mm. i was like yeah they're like oh you know i just need we just need to like run the music software which is you know i presume it's like software that hasn't really changed for 10 years yeah. right like mo- I, most daws for like making music they've added new features but under the hood they're like they probably get slower over the years but sure. you can just run a, an older version yeah. right so this is what i was thinking about and um also, yeah, talking about the ThinkPad community, okay. there's a guy on YouTube who I found who basically just, like, his whole thing is, like, I have hundreds of old ThinkPads, and here's my, like, 
he's just got loads of loads of videos which are like which old thinkpad should i buy this is the kind of era that i'm trying to buy this is my budget uh, these are like the good ones you can get these are you know it's like it's yeah. really, i just basically said oh yeah by the way just look at this guy's like entire channel and he'll probably have a video that says like which computer should i buy to like run my live gig uh, <laughs> for, for, I, I, i'm synthpop band with like two people because yeah. like, you know I mean? like, it's like there's that kind of thing you know yeah. where, which is the exact right type of i guess like weird obsessive nerd to be where you're the kind of weird obsessive nerd but you're also like fairly legible in the yeah, sense yeah, that you yeah. can make a youtube channel to talk to people who don't care as much as you do yeah. and just give them the recommendation <laughs> of here's the thing you probably need right um the, the upshot of all this is that i had windows 2000 installed on this yeah and uh my my idea that i had is how about i connect my audio card which isn't a card which is a huge thing here which we're actually <laughs> talking into right now this audio device which is a tascam usb uh, audio interface like 16 channel or something um that i realized well i can just connect that to that yeah. right and i could probably just get a, a like a usb switch box that lets mm. me press a button and switch it between being connected to one or the, or the other so all the audio can just go through a usb yeah, yeah. and then any audio stuff i need to do can just could be connected to that and so i was able to buy one of these switch boxes and it was next day delivery on amazon and it's essentially a kvm switch right but they doesn't it doesn't have video monitor on it mm. so it's it's just got a km switch which nice. i didn't know existed but they do exist <laughs> so i've got one of those and so i tried you know, i plugged this all in i got it windows 2000 it's, it's really good it works great and then i tried to install the driver for this mm. thing which is a windows xp driver but most windows xp drivers work on windows 2000 sometimes uh, either that or they just don't work and you have to uninstall them and then you just can't use the thing right yeah. so i installed the driver for this thing and it broke windows 2000 so badly that even the recovery cd like the windows 2000 in- installer was not able to fix it right even like <laughs> literally everything i tried was not able to resurrect wow. windows 2000 so yeah uh that but drivers are very powerful right ring yeah. zero or whatever you my goodness so the next idea was to do something which is something I've been meaning to do for ages, or at least try out, right? Which is install Windows XP, but then replace a load of the files with Windows 2000 files, or in many cases, you can actually replace them with Windows 95 files. So you just get a system that's like Windows XP stability and compatibility, mm-hmm. but then it, it it loads like ridiculously quickly, right? So that's what I've done. And also the drivers work, so I'm able to oh, get nice. that. I'll, I'll do the, uh, the power on. Okay. We can do the... Um, what do you call it? The the power up boot benchmark. Nice. So I don't know how many seconds. I guess we go from when main screen turn on, as they say in the in the meme. Have I actually pressed the button, or did I just? I thought you did. It looked like you did. Is it actually plugged in? I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be like one of those. This is going to be the ultimate like. Right, hey, this thing was working, and now it's not working. Here we go. I don't know how long... So it's running on an SSD. Oh, no signal. What's going on here? Is it just a bit slow today? I think you might... It, when I, I might have switched it on. Yeah, switch you might have switched it on switch it off. Well, maybe it's just fucked. I mean, the thing is, this la- this, this is the issue with this laptop. It's on ThinkPads. All of the uh, lights that tell you whether it's on or not are all on yeah. the screen. Here we go, Windows XP. They're all on the, scr- the screen side of the thing. Yeah. And so they you can't actually see. There we go. Look, it's booting up. The display, I think, is changing. It's booted up. It's done. Nice. That was 100%. 12 seconds. Pretty good. Pretty good boot. Yeah. So that, and that's got, like, music software on and nothing else. Very nice. Yeah. Only have music software on it. And what's kind of incredible about this, right, is I was, I was talking to Alex on Monday about this, mm. is that the, the latency between uh, pressing a key and hearing, like, a sound 
um, which is obviously dependent on USB lag and also just the buffer size of your audio card and everything, right? Which is kind of important if you're trying to play music live into a, into a machine. Uh, it's like significantly better on Windows XP than it is on Windows 10. Like to the point where like it, it's maybe an order of magnitude better. Mm. And I think it might just be the, the scheduler on Windows XP is like a lot simpler. Mm. And maybe there's just less stuff going on. I don't know. So that's the... Uh, that's good. There's the... How many processes have we got? Like it's quite a lot more than Windows 2000. But it's, it's like it's it's small enough it's, that it's is it like... About 20 or 20 or 30? Yeah, that looks like but 20 like, or But like if so. you compare that to like what what's running on here... I mean, how many is that? There's about an entire page of SVC hosts, you know, yeah, on yeah. this machine. Well, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> that. The, 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 yeah, the, that that list is significantly longer. So, I mean, all we're running is uh, yeah. Chrome and FL Studio and Task Manager. There's a lot of other stuff going on in the background. I managed to fix Dropbox. This uh, has been a very so. The, anyway, that's the end of my computer, my particular computer opinions. Uh, oh, and the other thing is, uh, this isn't on the internet. Right, because oh, nice. you can't put Windows XP on the internet because it immediately gets nuked. Probably, yeah. maybe it's okay. I don't know. There's somewhere. There's probably like a whole community of people like working on like user-made patches with Windows like, XP. Like the WoW classic people. But for yeah, Windows exactly. XP. Yeah, yeah. They're like they're, they're yeah. making their own Windows update servers and are fooling it into updating it from. I think that actually is something that I've heard of. Um, but no, my, my my whole thing is that then the idea is I can just switch off this computer and then I can go into a into a zone and only use that and only focus on that particular thing. Um, which is more of a psychological thing. But then how do you get files in and out of it? Use a USB stick? Or so, This is what I was thinking, right? Use a USB stick or you can, it has to go on Wi-Fi to transfer files. Mm. And then I realized, oh, I can just plug that into the USB switcher. So I press the button and the USB drive is mounted on this thing. And then I press it again and it's mounted on that one. Oh, cool. There you go. Oh, that's very nice. It's an alternative to sneaker net. Nice. So that's, that's my tech thing of the of that I was doing last last week and also this all necessitated something that you probably don't notice because I've actually put it all back to how it was mm. well not exactly back to how yeah. it was but all of these shelves all had to completely come off and sure. everything had to be rewired because thing. I had to move uh I had to move some stuff around so well, I it's fit this I can, in. yeah I can tell, I can tell because it like before it was like sort of wedged in yeah <laughs> so I, that one's definitely I gone decided up a bit, that, that like, wasn't yeah. yeah I had to put that up one notch on the thing and then that thing had to come down i've removed an entire shelf yeah i've moved things up like, and there was yeah. another keyboard above that which yeah. i wasn't using which has now gone on top of that cupboard oh, which is a bit of a hassle trying to carry that up on a up a ladder um <laughs> so that was my like saturday and sunday was just a lot of moving a load of things around and the end result is it looks exactly the same as before <laughs> but things are now technically op more optimal well, so that's good that's, that's what, what yeah, we that's like what it when like, it's technically yeah. more optimal yeah so yeah there, that's and now on to a much more exciting and exhilarating topic which is the windows never released wiki which is something that i i was looking for this and i was thinking oh um I was thinking about you know running Windows 2000 and trying to trying to get by of running Windows 2000 instead of XP if I could right and because it's the best Windows not you know XP is good it's good I see why a lot of people like it it's a fan favorite right <laughs> but it's not the real heads know that Windows 2000 is the best one the one thing that Windows 2000 has uh, that, that doesn't have that Windows XP does have is a 64-bit version there wasn't a 64-bit architecture at the time that windows 2000 came out or there was but like nobody i don't know there was there was itanium or something i don't know um but anyway they didn't make a 64-bit one so all windows 2000 installations are limited to like four gig of ram because of the you know yeah you can you can 32-bit numbers of up mm. to four billion and um 
so I searched for, was there ever a 64-bit version of Windows 2000? So I typed in Windows 2000 64-bit, and there's all these pages about it. So I'm like, oh, I had no idea that there was. And I go on these pages, and I'm like, oh, they're all on a website called the Windows Never Released Wiki, <laughs> right? Which is, as you say, yeah. uh, a little bit like the, the, what is it called? The fake Nintendo. What is it called? Is it Nintendo Fantendo or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a wiki for people who have invented Nintendo games. Do they actually make fan games or is it just like speculative? No, no, no. It's just imagining them. But like they do things like invent, they like they like make up things like the control scheme. I think that was the thing that always got me. Yeah, yeah, They like invented like versions of Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games that never existed and like give you the control scheme for them. I still feel like that game like never existed yeah <laughs> well it's mario and tails at the end yeah there'll be, be some other like yeah because so the thing oh, let's so let's look at the windows never released wiki Please. i've got it open here um so th- this is the the wiki page for the wiki on the wiki <laughs> so uh windows never released is a fandom started uh, by jhj22 in 2008 so it's, it's older oh than, you, might, than yeah, yeah. you know it's fairly old it is where people make fictional Windows boot screens and sometimes desktops. That might be really pushing the boat out. <laughs> uh, using programs such as Photoshop, Paint, GIMP, or Paint.net. They're often compiled into videos. So I guess there's like a kind of tribute video <laughs> kind of fandom thing. Um, like, like, sort of, uh, like, like those, like, like whatever that... What did, what did Nick's uh, Steam username used to be? DBZ911, Yeah, exactly. Those kind of like, yeah. here's some, you know, the, the whole like YouTube tribute to a to a like thing that yeah. you get in the noughties where yeah. it would just be somebody goes on like DeviantArt or Google Images and just downloads yeah. like the first like 30 images and yep. puts them into Win- Windows yeah. Movie Maker and puts yeah. like... Or, or like maybe it's like window like Im- imaginary windows asmr or whatever yeah it's just yeah, like yeah. it's just sort of like that, that, that someone has someone has you know come up with alternative versions of was it, it brian eno they got to do the sound yeah for yeah yeah windows? you know the worst thing about that is that this is something that genuinely annoys me yeah. right which is that apparently he made like 300 different ones yeah and then he just picked the one that he preferred yeah but they've never been released and i want them to i i released the fucking alternate. yeah yeah <laughs> there's got to be some really good ones yeah there, yeah that you know. someone i think recently when you know, as part of muck, mucking around with, um, it wouldn't have been GPT three, but mucking around with some like, you know, uh, AI thing. Yeah, yeah. They someone like got an AI to try and like interpolate what like the, a continuation of that of the sounds would be. I, th- I think oh, that could, was quite fun. Potentially, like, I think yeah. the OpenAI jukebox can do that. Oh right, I think might that might that. be. Yeah, yeah. But it, it normally needs a little bit more. Well, so that you can give it OpenAI ju- jukebox is kind of interesting because yeah. I, I was using it like a, a year ago or something, mm. something like that. Because uh, me and Hazel were talking about the whole, like, uh, that song, um, Some Things Never Change by Devo. Yeah. Or this thing of, like, oh, it's, it's like, a, a really good example of, like, music that's in a genre. But the genre is quite specific. And it's only, the only song in that genre yeah. is that song. And so it's like, well, what if we just made some other songs yeah. that were based on that thing? And I did a few of them. And it just kind of tries to continue the thing and ends up kind of going in various different directions yeah this is this is remind it's a bit it's it's it re, re, reminiscent of vaporgen yeah but exactly. like it's it's like a more like like a, a needlessly well, complicated a, yeah, version yeah. of vaporgen well it's much more powerful i suppose you could yeah you could do it like that uh, yeah so the yeah the, the windows never released wiki um so it says here uh 
prior to Windows never released, there were several flash parodies of Windows versions. Win- variations, Windows mockups, also known as Windows mockup boot screens, is essentially the same as WNR and was particularly popular in 2017. That's five years ago now. Twiglets1888 uh, started the Windows mockups cult <laughs> due to their distaste <laughs> of WNR. Most WM ideas have accompanying desktops, login screens, or programs too. This would give people a deeper understanding of how the idea may have looked and worked. The same year, Luigi 2012 SM64 <laughs> established never released operating systems, which is similar to WNR, but with non-Windows versions instead. Not long after OS mockups was also established, which incorporates both WNR slash WM and NROS. So there's, there's a, it's a fractured community <laughs> already. Goodness. So there's, you know. Um, are there any other funny notes? Because I can see that there's a bit just so, like which says notable creators. Are there any other funny creator um, names? Um... I mean, these people are going to name search and when and find our making fun of them, yeah. right? And they're not going to be happy. There, I mean, they're all quite. There's traveling Tardis, which I quite like. Epic. I'm only going to mention the ones I actually like. It's normal cat, nice Garfield reference there. Yeah, yeah, right there. Uh, you've got uh, Chromatic Aeternus. I, I like the guy who calls himself Windows Expert, and I'm just like, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine who else would be and another person who calls himself Windows Supporter. Again, I, I'm Windows not supporter. sure who I would expect he to be. Buys all of the yeah. all the versions. <laughs> When he gets it free with his new computer, he, he goes out. Yeah, and he goes out and pays well, for just it. In ca- you know, yeah, um, yeah. So he, he keeps the he he doesn't he keeps the free version, but then once he uses it, he just takes the disc and destroys it with a yeah, hammer. Yeah, you've got to. Yeah. You can't loan it to your friends. <laughs> Like your big finish audio like, I'm so annoyed that I can't find that anymore I, I, I messaged the guy who I thought like, found it and he was like I don't know what you're talking about what the f- is this just like a fever dream yeah but like we both had it like I, you remember, I remember you remember reading I remember, it right yeah I remember like, reading it <laughs> Oh dear! Sorry, one one for the old heads there. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so the Windows never released wiki. Yeah. I looked at this on my phone actually, and it's got completely different layout and different features and things. So there's um there's a lot of them are just mm. like if you go to like different versions, a lot of them just have names like because uh, there's obviously it's Windows 10 and Windows mm. 11, right? Yeah. They've got Windows 12 on there. They've got yeah. Windows 13, Windows, uh, all the way up to Windows 17 or 18. Oh, I think wow. it might just keep going. There's also a lot of 90s ones. There's Windows 94, mm. which there was a Windows that came out in 94. I think it was NT4 or whatever mm-hmm. anyway. Um, yeah. So there's all these different there's all these different versions. Um, where's the listing of different ones so there's a few all pages so these are all the different versions oh, that wow. are on right so there's obviously it's very popular with just a few different ones uh windows you know, cocaine edition what's oh, that where, where is on that? the on the left column oh sorry rightmost column rather uh, down a little bit oh, uh, the windows yeah. cocaine edition let's see what that looks like <laughs> no it's so it's from the it's from the 80s so that makes sense You're right? informally known as windows coke it was used for cocaine processing so there's a there's a there's a line of what yeah. what it is it's the negative of a line of code. Yeah. Uh, 1987 apparently. Um, Windows Coke. Uh, it was internal experimental kernel and user space for hardware accelerated cocaine processing. <laughs> this is actually kind of a good one. This is funny. Like this, this is this is this, funny. This one is at least attempting to do something. Yeah, it's telling us like it, this is one of those things where it's like using this framing to tell like a weird story. It's like someone is someone someone who should probably be posting on the SCP Foundation wiki or whatever is is, is falling into the Windows increased, wiki. Features increased cocaine throughput, <laughs> heightened user interface awareness, and apparently it's, it's only has low addiction. So there we go. 
Um, <laughs> Sorry, straight so to no, you, no, no. the more worthy well, The more worthy like... ones, which I'm trying to find... There are so m- I have I need to I need to really like I like look I like the idea that there are serious people who are well, like so so the idea is, is I can't lo- believe you well, so <laughs> the, the, the serious the, there's a lot of serious ones right so there's a lot of these are like things that people have come out of their whole own OS which yeah. they're trying to piggyback off of this which I don't think that's okay no, right? that's cheesy but um, just make the actual OS right start a company grow up start yeah. a company you know. Um, t- so a lot of them are just windows followed by a number, mm. and that number is usually intended to be relevant to when it came out, right? Sure. So there's a lot of these which are like from the far future. Mm. So there's 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 Windows 100, and then there's Windows 10,000. There's also <laughs> Windows 1 million. And there's oh, Windows million. 1 million and Windows 1. 1 million and 1, right? <laughs> so we've got Windows 10, yeah. the, the Long Now Foundation's oh, Windows. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, no, so this is actually the 10... No, this is the 100,000th. So hang on. Windows 10,000 is the 100,000th major release of the Windows operating system. What? That seems like too many versions of Windows yeah. per year to me, like 10 versions a year, right? Mm. So I don't, yeah. I don't see how... Uh, this uses the hollow core kernel succeeded from the hollow system kernel that was used since the year 2098. Um, so when did it when did it come out? No, actually, yeah, it was released July the 16th, uh, 9,998 <laughs> when it was released. So um, it's been using the same kernel for like nearly like 10,000 years in that case? Yeah. No, like sorry, nearly like eight. 7,000 yeah, 7, years 000. or something. Yeah, or yeah. just over seven, no, yeah. about 7,000 years of one kernel. Yeah. The system requirements requires a 7 exahertz CPU. Uh, with it, it requires uh, twenty thousand four hundred eighty. This is cores. just someone who is just like I want to look up what the names for like very big numbers are. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, when, yeah. when applied to certain certain like, I uh, think exa is after peta. I yeah, think. so it's not actually that much. I mean, it is. I mean, it's mm. not exahertz. Is what like is that up into visible? Is, is that beyond visible light? I don't know. Hang on. Uh, what is what is what is what is uh what is exahertz? Yeah, it's uh, beyond yeah. the X. It's between. It's in the X rays, <laughs> right? So I don't know. Um, quantum drive gaming. It has. It, uh, it actually supports wireless and Bluetooth. But, so Bluetooth uh, is going to still be yeah, around. But virtual reality headsets in like the year nine thousand nine thousand nine hundred ninety eight or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things aren't really going to yeah. aren't going to change. So then we have the Windows Windows a million. I mean that hasn't actually. Yeah. So they've mocked up the, the blue screen yeah. of death for it. Oh, that's quite um, funny. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's like a, a standard joke for this wiki, but it's the first one I've seen so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like that, that it's just got more Windows, yeah. right? <laughs> okay, copyright 1985. No, 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 Corporation, right? But we've also got Million and One. So this was released uh, actually in the year of Million mm. and Eight. Um, so they haven't finished work on that one, so we probably shouldn't judge, right? Yeah. Um, there's a few more. There's a, the one that I found mm. was called the Windows Infinity. Mm. Which so this is, this is this was a very puzzling one, yeah. right? This is called Venera hyphen or is it M dash? I don't know. Venera uh, dash infinity. It looks like an N dash to an me, N-dash. actually. A, a, half, a half dash. A half <laughs> yeah. Um, Venera N Venera space space N dash infinity was created by Ogosoft, the first computer company in existence. There were seven updates, update zero, update one, update two, update three, and so on until seven. So that makes update, eight updates, right? Yeah. Uh, which were being worked on until Mihizija died. Thomas was the only other person in the company, so he continued working on update seven and also made updates eight and nine. The competitor, Ogo System, 
worked on update X slash 10, a major update. As of now, this OS cannot handle all modern day websites, including this wiki. So um, it was... The, the code name was the Far Ender Past, and it the, it, oh, is this the support like... end the support for it ended on October the thirtieth, nineteen eighty five. Yeah. Damn, is that so, when is that when Windows found it or something like that? Is that it was released graphic? before the Big Bang in the year one yeah. infinity infinity BC. So that's incredible, yeah. you know, um, the first OS in existence. Here's a beta version of it. It's very very dim, yeah, difficult to see. Uh, the startup screen is very dark. Ogosoft could only do images this dark around this time, so it makes sense why. <laughs> The image has been brightened, so it's visible. Original images in the open box. Wrong above. it's yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, no, prototype... no. Sorry, right it's something no. that had. Yeah, come on. I can't believe this. <laughs> the prototype would have had this text be white. Every update makes it darker. The image below is the lightened images update zero. Um, since the boot screen is small, the desktop is small. As a result, it can only hold twelve icons at a time. They have to be smaller than the cursor. Unlike several Windows versions, there is a power button next to the start button. When clicked, the button opens up a menu which has two choices: shut down or restart. So the OS only takes up around four bytes. I think that is an incredible feat of, yeah, of how compression. Yeah, how do you do that? How do you fit this? I, I think information theory-wise, it yeah. shouldn't be possible to fit this into four bytes. But, you know, I'm not going to judge. I guess it was just different back then in Infinity BC. Yeah. Um, how is there a calendar? How is there a Gregorian calendar? <laughs> <laughs> so the bugs, right? Yeah. It's got a lot of bugs because old, old <laughs> software has a lot of bugs. And maybe, you, maybe you want to read out the bugs. The bugs okay. <laughs> it has one billion plus flaws in the computer itself, which mm. is a very unusual thing that happens for the first computer ever. Mm-hmm. There is 99.5% chance, which that seems awfully low given that there are one billion plus flaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a 95, 99.5% chance that the unstable computer running this uh, this OS crashes after a couple of mi- qu- crashes after a couple of milliseconds after it boots up. It's like kind of exotic matter. Right? It's, yeah. it's like a, a, a very low half-life of, uh, you know... The very high decay constant or whatever. The BSOD that shows up after this computer crashes only says, quote, unknown error, without any error code or name being told. Update 0 to 4 didn't have a BSOD, so update 5 was implemented. There was an upgraded BSOD and update X saying error, brackets, uh, quote, unknown error for unknown errors. With the error... Oh, no, fine, sorry. No, I get it, I get it. There was an update saying error... This is just really weirdly written. But they, they, they introduced an error screen that works. Yeah, yeah, basically. unknown error. Unknown, the unknown error screen really looks like a Dark Souls You Died style. Yeah, it, like, yeah, it does, doesn't it? I am getting quite, like, Dark Souls well, this, sort this of whole, vibes whole, off this. This particular you know? one does have a little bit of an SCP yeah. thing, yeah. but obviously, obviously, like, from a world where mm. there isn't there aren't physical things yeah. that exist and there's only operating systems... Mm. Before they introduced the mouse, a stone, which had a pressure plate inside, was used. Like in Minecraft. Like in Minecraft. You, the, I'm not going mean, to speculate. I guess in Far End of Time is like Yeah, yeah, Minecraft Far End of Time, right? Minecraft. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is obviously a Minecraft kid that's, that's written this, I yeah. think. Not to, no, I mean, I'm, not gonna, I'm not trying to judge or, or presuppose anything. Right? But, um, yeah, it's just the feeling that you get is like, there's something they're going for here that we're not quite picking up. Like well, maybe if you yeah. hang around on the because this yeah. is the thing, it's a little bit like how if you hear a genre of music yeah. and you don't know, you can't appreciate it. Mm. And maybe this is like a really good one of these. Sure, right? yeah. But like it's kind of like one of those things where it's like if you hang around on the Windows Never Released Wiki for mm. years, yeah. Probably there's certain things that you need to do, certain conventions that you're appealing to. Yeah. It's kind of like a medium in and of itself. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. And and from my point of view, you know, much like the uh, the 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 um the people that didn't understand rock and roll in the fifties, mm. I don't I don't understand what this is going for, no. why why it's being made at all. It's completely flies over my head. Yeah. But probably in ten or fifteen years. This will just be the thing that everyone's doing. Yeah, yeah. This will be like there probably won't really be music anymore, or there might not be video games. Some big thing mm. is going to get replaced. Probably yeah. books. 
yeah. probably there won't actually be like novels, let's say. Yeah. And one of the standard art forms will mm. be will be replaced by mm. uh, fake software wikis, right? Yeah. Um, it does. It does seem like a derivative of the Fantembo thing. Um, I mean, like it, it's one of those things where, like, I, it's the Fantendo thing always seemed particularly like weird to me, mostly just because of like the things where the the, the weird granularity you have, yeah. like, like the control schemes and That's stuff. Cool. Um, mm. Whereas this is like, I don't know, it it seems a bit less like it's mostly a venue for like, I mean, some of it is a bit strange, but you've got like basically people doing sort of mock-ups in Photoshop of just like mm. you know. What what I think might be you know funny or whatever, and then you've got, um, oh, yeah, excuse me, and then you've got you know some of them tell a little story or whatever, right? Mm. You know, I, I like I like the idea of using these using this as a sort of weird little way of telling a story. Well, yeah, it has the, that's what it, I suppose it has in common with that kind of like idea of doing. Windos is a cool name actually. I like that. I like Windos. Yeah. See that that, that one's they put a lot of effort yeah. into that one. That's fair enough. Someone's trying. Maybe I need to, I need to look at more of these before I can. But I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> I need to. Windows haystack. Mm. Windows history with never released versions. Uh, Lightcat. Windows Lightcat. What the fuck is Lightcat? Really, is it lapis? It's blue. Yeah, it's blue. Like in uh, Minecraft or in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Lightcat. Oh, that's interesting. That looks like sort of Windows 98 with Windows Windows XP rounding or whatever. It's like ME and Vista, like, Mm. sort of secret love child, Windows Juliet. I always forget about Vista. Vista is funny because because nobody, like... I I remember, like, actually at school, like, when when, when Vista Vista came out, on the day that Vista came out, uh, like, people were, like, talking about how they'd upgraded their computer to Vista and how it now didn't work. (laughs) People that weren't even really into computers, like, people in my my class Mm. who were just, like, I guess they used computers because they had to go on on MSN to chat, Mm. right? Or whatever, yeah. But they weren't like computer tech p- people. They weren't like nerds, and they were just talking about, yeah, the graphics drivers are just fucked. Like the, the the sound drivers just fucked. My computer can't do sound anymore. Like that was just like normal. And then th- that's when they introduced that Windows Experience Index thing, where you could see how bad your computer was and how it couldn't run Vista. Yeah, and it would give you like a score of how your computer can run Vista. Yeah, I, it, it reminds me of the like. The, the, I think the thing the thing that I think of whenever I think about Vista is Halo Two, because they had a Windows a Windows you needed Windows because it was DirectX something DirectX I want to say ten yeah yeah I think I yeah it was you know because because it was it was that that was like the horrible memory needed to play Halo Two on PC which I never did the old days where sometimes you'd buy a game and it just didn't work with your graphics card oh mate nowadays it's like maybe you need to update your graphics card drivers but back then it was like oh no you just have to buy a new graphics card and take the game back to the shop that was like a regular occurrence I remember going to like PC world or whatever, yeah, or yeah. and trying to be like, like saying to the the shop, the, some poor sod. It was just like, I know, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, a, a, a teenager doing this on Saturday, you know, yeah, it's my yeah, Saturday yeah. or whatever. And I'm just like, will this work with my computer? And they're just like getting out a little bit of paper, and they're just like, look, we'll write you a little thing on the receipt saying you can bring it back if it doesn't work. It's <laughs> like, thank you very much. This is all my, this is like my all my Christmas money I'm spending on this. Uh, it was high stakes, you know, whatever. You know? Yeah. Well, and, and like everything was a lot more. Not unreliable, exactly. Well, yes, unreliable. But like, there was there was way less like sort of standardization. There was mm-hmm. way more of that like fear, right? Like, even if you did run, even if you did have everything like that you that you thought you needed, sometimes I think we was it I, you, you were talking about, talking about this with a little while ago. Or was it? I can't remember. If it was you or Victor? Mm. It was like Lego Star Wars. I remember I had Lego Star Wars. We got the PC version, and the graphics were fine. Yeah. Everything was alright. But like, once you tried to do a cutscene, the sound card that we had wasn't like 
right for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So whenever the cutscene started trying to play the, the sound of the the you know the the, the the thing or whatever, it just crashed. Mm. So we were able to just like play in the in the sort of little like the the, the <laughs> lobby zone that you could play, which is like a re- Lego replica of the of the cantina. Yeah, you could just like run around there doing shit and then. Like it just yeah. You, that, so you have to have that's your yeah. fun, you know. Yeah, and it was just like that. that was what now. you got, which is, I, which is that yeah. really. So this is actually a thing where when Half Life Two came out, like you had to install Steam yes. to install it, and you had to activate it online, which is kind of a pain because yeah, I think yeah. I had dial up at the time. Yeah. So and then it would have to update Half Life Two. Yes. And it would have to download it all over dial up. Yeah. Which wasn't pleasant, right? But um, I think I ended up the way that I sorted out was like going around to Victor's house and yeah. then downloading the files and copying them onto a CD or nice. or something. I don't know. And, but at the time, I think so. The issue was. Right, with Half Life 2, Victor had it and I had it, right? Yeah. It was like right when it first came yeah. out, 2004. And um, on my PC, now on Victor's PC, which I think at the time he had like a laptop for a bit, or like it was like his mum's laptop or yeah. something like that, it was like between PCs or something like that. So he had, he had this laptop. And it was like a reasonably new laptop, but obviously laptops had like kind of weird graphics drivers sometimes. So it was like up to the, it was up to date, but it was also like, maybe it was like a little bit weird. And the whole game seemed to work fine. Everything worked completely fine, except none of the characters like eyes textures were rendered. So everything looked normal, but the (laughs) eyes were just white. So like when G-Man appears at the beginning of Half-Life 2 and does the like cutscene, he just has white eyes, you know. Damn. But the whole rest of the game was fine. Shit. Yeah, there, so this is yeah. what I mean. This is the kind of shit that you'd see, right? My on my computer, it worked fine, except <laughs> when you got to the level like fairly close, like within the first ten minutes of the game, yeah. I expect, right? Yeah. Uh, where you you know you're walking through City Seventeen and yeah. you're seeing the, the you know the, yeah. the, the the metro cops, you know, like yeah, yeah. stormtroopers yeah, yeah, bashing yeah. down people's doors and yeah. stuff, and you're, you're having the half life cinematic. And they experience. reach out of the game and pull you in. Yeah, and you're yeah, yeah. An SCP. Exactly, right, right. Sorry. You're having a cinematic experience, <laughs> yeah. and it gets a little bit too yeah. too immersive, right? You're having the the half life no uh, no uh, cutscenes experience where you're walking through and stuff's happening around you, right? Yeah. There's the bit where you're in this corridor and they're breaking down the doors and you think, damn, this is like an oppressive police state. Yeah. Every time I got to that bit, for some reason, my computer just blue screen mm. and I just couldn't get past it. I tried everything. Yeah. It just My graphics card just did not like that. So I just couldn't play Half-Life until a couple of months later when I worked out how to like load up cheats and just skip that yeah, map. Yeah, yeah. And then it would, the rest of the game was fine, Yeah, except it didn't run very like well sure. right but yeah. I could play it but for some reason just something that happened in that bit of the game the police yeah. brutality or something yeah. <laughs> it was just not having it you know it's just yeah. it's, it's, it's always the, strange what, what it is that causes that right yeah, like, yeah, what, yeah. Like you're, you're just and also like, we'd do the thing where it would freeze for a bit oh, no. so you'd play like you'd play one bit of sound which yeah. used to be a thing that happened like way more often yeah. my main experience of games on PC games was the sound 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 perform the legal operation yeah yeah those are the days. And I think maybe that's where YouTube poops came from. Yeah. Stylistically, right? Yeah, yeah. because... It's People like, that it, play PC games in the North. Yeah, well, well, well it, it's, it's very... Like, there's loads of things like that where you're really identifiable, you know, mm. if you're the kind of person who was doing that sort of thing. Who had to endure that. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like it's, I was choosing to have yeah, it it's, it's not just It's not just a relatable experience. It's like a sort of relatable, like... Like like a bonding is a thing you can yeah, bond yeah, with people yeah. over, yeah. and it, it it has an aesthetic to it, right? You know, there's a reason why. What do you reckon of... the kids nowadays will be having? Like the fact that they can't skip YouTube ads. Or, like... <laughs> 
I don't know because like I feel like a few years ago I might have understood it a bit better because it was all just like hmm. Minecraft or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like now it's all TikTok and it's just a bit much for me. Again, we are, are there. All... What are the like failure modes of TikTok? That because you know like yeah. the you know the famous the, back to Brian Eno again, right? The famous yeah. Brian Eno quote that every medium is remembered and and fetishized later on for its failings and its yeah. inaccuracies, right? Which is well, yeah, everybody about like records or whatever they like the hiss and the pop yeah, and yeah, all yeah, that or like shit, how because right? yeah. I think he was writing that at the time when CDs were like the mainstream and the new thing but also the mainstream thing and he was like the fact that when you when you uh gain up stuff too much on digital it doesn't like saturate in a kind way it just kind of distorts in this horrible yeah. clipping way that just sounds awful to us people will fetishize that in the future yeah. and then you know they did right yeah. um <laughs> but but like the what is i think maybe the the failure modes that people are going to be fetishizing for today are like the you know, when you do like an automatic AI filter on your face, but it like goes a bit wrong. Sure. Maybe yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that will be what people remember. Because people don't really remember it when it goes right, do they? Yeah. They don't remember, what they remember is yeah. when they see something like unexpected or shocking. Because all of the, all of the like, the conformity with the, like people doing the memes correctly or whatever, doing the, doing the thing correctly. Mm. That's all very, like, it, it, it's just people sort of like, it's almost more like signaling being in the in-group or whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's mostly just about, like, hi, I did this thing as well. Yeah. And, like, you know, the people who did it first will get, you know, attention for doing it. Mm. And then after that, there might be a few people who do versions of it that's, that are right. So a meme that's but, bad, is that the failure mode? Is it a social failure mode now? Is it, like, we're less... Is Technology is less of a kind of thing where it's, like, we're all, like, sitting in front of the computer on our own trying to get anything to work <laughs> or more of a kind of, like... Trying to my reach friend out to other people my friend to understand. That's yeah. harrowing. That's yeah, not yeah, good yeah. at all. Maybe that. But that it, arguably, I don't know what that yeah. be the thing. Arguably, <laughs> it's just like it's bringing like tech technology. The the. the the level of stuff, the level of stuff. I'm the level of stuff is yeah, off yeah, the yeah, yeah. I arguably, it's basically just like re- returning things to. It's like a parabola, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. technology, the awkwardness of technologically mediated interactions, you know, in various different forms, is sort of like had its, you know, the telephone or whatever, and mm-hmm. then you know other things like letters and email and and everything. And now we're just like the, the, there's the point at which that like the the thing that you're trying to do with the platform has sort of like it's. It's it's the 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 awkwardness has stopped being from like some sort of weird disconnect mm, with mm. the platform itself as much as it has just like gone back to being about the difficulty of relating to any other person. Well, because that's that that's sort of the thing, isn't it? Because it's like I, I mean, I was talking to Cat about this because I don't know what it was like some kind of thing about how I think she was kind of talking about some of the kind of. Uh, the internal politics of, of her her workplace or the the company in a broader sense, Unnamed which, which tech is a, lo- lo- a large tech company, right? <laughs> and like in the sense that like a lot of the people in the company seem to be like part of that. I was I was kind of almost trying to think of it on a generational level or like a personal level. How like technology kind of like tech in that what we currently call tech, which is basically just kind of new computer things that let you do things you could already do, but like on a phone from Silicon yeah. Valley, right? That t- kind of like tech had its like cycle, which maybe was very slowly. I mean, I, okay, maybe not necessarily on a phone, but on a screen, right? Mm. This is a thing that started potentially in the late seventies and is kind of. The peak was about 2007 when the iPhone came out, and then it kind of rose from there. And now I feel like the the relevance of that is kind of less now than was than it was ten years ago in terms of it being a like brand new 
thing which you can be like into right yes. the idea of like there being people like who are like really really into tech yeah. is kind of a bit weird now because tech is just so, that that whatever that idea of what tech yeah. is right well, that's maybe they become everything yeah, right it's become it's, everything it's, is yeah. that so um, oh yeah i'm a fan of things mm. yeah, the, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, you know things are off the charts right yeah well, i'm just like a fan of all the things that there are like yeah. there is nobody that's really yeah. where that's going to be their because, like special interest yeah. right because because like effectively at that point like the for a while tech was like sort of enough of a subset of everything else that it was something that you could reasonably mm. claim to be into as a whole thing like whether you were talking about like you know i'm someone who likes you know i'm, I'm someone who likes writing you know who, who works as a software engineer or i'm someone who's interested in gadgets yeah there, there was it was it was still limited enough and still like in, enough that it wasn't the whole thing that people could feel as though like that was something that it's almost like the internet versus real life. Like it was mm-hmm. something that sat outside of everything. Whereas now it's become sufficiently yeah, large yeah. that everything sort of it's feels a bit, like it su- it sits within it a, to an extent. I should say a subset, or yeah. maybe even a superset yeah. of real yeah. life. I don't know. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and and so now, yeah, you've got to slice it a bit finer because what most people mean, because I think what a lot of people used to mean when they said tech is basically just like, um, the gadgets right mm-hmm. it's like you know it's like the, the caring about the new iphone which seems like a really funny thing to do these days i think the, well, that's the, it right that's the yeah, exact thing the I, I genuinely yeah. don't know what the difference is between the last four iphones yeah. i think the guardian's technology columnist alex hearn wrote something the other the other month when it was mm-hmm. it was like the new i the new iphone release and he was just like i remember doing this like years ago and it was all everyone was like this is so exciting we're gonna live blog it or whatever yeah and now people just don't care like nobody's yeah. live blog. you know it used to have this sort of like buzz about it and like maybe it's just a, a, a you know a matter of like they've exhausted all of the like the the, the things that they could do yeah, that wow yeah. people and now it's just like everything is a talk or whatever you know everything yeah. is just like an incremental update well, on the previous see, one this is this is i i, I was because i was trying to work out whether this had become a thing is it just like a specific thing like the iphone and then and that's now not as interesting as it once was but then when the new quote unquote the new thing in tech that's made by the tech people in San Francisco comes along, uh, then we'll all get excited again, like when AR when Apple comes out of its AR goggles or when yeah. such and such new technology comes along and finally we can do X, Y, or Z. In the same way that the iPhone finally allowed people to do this thing, we'll now be able to it'll be like we'll start a whole new thing, right? Or has just is it actually a, a more general like turning of the thing in that it's like, well, maybe people aren't as interested in in that kind of tech in that that's framed in that kind of way like anything that is like the paradigm of a new thing you can carry with you all the time that allows you to even ever more deeply immerse yourself in like constructed like corporate worlds or something like yeah. is that idea something which people are going to grow tired of is is it like that in in essence that thing will probably have to continue on in some way if like capitalism does mm. right but is it that particular framing of it that might just go and be replaced with something else because it's actually not the the like tech itself that people are bored of but more the whole general like vibe and framing yeah. which is like, what i guess why a lot of stuff is being like that, that that they you know a lot of the things that are trying to that have bars associated with them or that are trying to get built up or whatever mm. are things that sort of sit in a different have a different relationship to 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 certain things so it's like yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff like web3 or you know crypto stuff where like that's the angle is a bit different from a, yeah 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 that's coming from a kind of like Instead of it's like uh, communicate. I mean, ooh, you know, the computer stuff. It's all in the uh, the lyrics for Computer World by by Kraftwerk from 1981. You know, business numbers, money, people, <laughs> computer world. Right? Those are the lyrics, right? Yeah. Um, 
there's more lyrics than that, but they're about like, <laughs> Deutsche Bank and stuff. Um, yeah. Writing songs about Deutsche Bank uh, and, <laughs> and the FBI. Yeah, the the whole like any, any of things that are in those categories, right? Like we've done <laughs> sorry you know, business numbers. I'm just thinking we've business, done people, but I'm, now maybe yeah. it's money. I'm know. just thinking about about that 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 uh, that, that 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 um, that uh, uh, Boyd quote that um, Dominic Cummings loves saying, which is like you know. Well, it's like people, systems, technologies in that order, yeah, 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 and it's yeah. just like business, numbers, money, people yeah, in that order. <laughs> these are these are the lyrics, right? Yeah, really good lyrics. Yeah. If you're ever going to write a song about a computer world, this is these are the yeah. lyrics that you would include in your song. Interpol and Deutsche Bank, FBI and Scotland Yard, all yeah. the organisations that are in, 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 instead in There's the Epstein stuff. Yeah, four organisations on the internet. It's like you like like that thing about the the Swiss uh, secrets or the, what is it? The Belgian secret service and the and the the Vatican. You know you're, that that thing where it was like some weird conspiracy theory that looked plausible because it was oh, a number later oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah and it was yeah, like yeah. what was it about like the the, the what was <laughs> it what was the, it was some I like it was this, like yeah. the, the the you were you were just like it and then they start talking about like the 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 belgian or the or the dutch secret service or some shit like that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just it's, it's like a weird the thing is i yeah. completely believe it's, if, it, yeah, if it's that eccentric it has yeah. to be true right um yeah, uh, business numbers, money, people, right in that order, or whatever. Yeah. The the like maybe that's the thing, right? Is that we've done the people part, which was yeah. the turning, giving every person the connection to all the other people through the technology, yeah. right? And it'll be something else, right? It'll be numbers. They're going to change maths. They're going to going to be a new math, as the song says. I don't know, um, but yeah, that that kind of thing. Because I was talking to Cat about that, and I was sort of thinking about how, like, well. It might just be one of those things like the golden age of steam or something, sure. right? Where the people that are really enthusiastic after the, after, about trains... Like, like a few years after the Half-Life 2 release. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Thank the you. Orange, box, the <laughs> yeah, orange yeah. box. That was orange the golden era. That, that, was the, that was peak steam, right? Um, yeah, when they were just giving people shit for free. It was yeah. good shit. Um, the, right when they made games. The, um, the, yeah, that whole like thing being like... How there are people that are into trains, mm. right? But most of the people who are into trains are into a specific kind of train. Yeah. And that never really, like, updated with the times, right? Mm. There are a lot of people who are into, like, railway networks in general and the way that they go yes. and the fact that everything's got a number and there's all different lines and stuff. And there's a lot of people that are into modern trains, right? Mm. But I think that there are a lot more relative to the, like, overall prominence and importance of, say, like, steam trains yes. in society. They are overrepresented as yeah. a fandom compared to their actual relevance yeah. to our society, um, right? And um, what it is... What is it about the steam train? Like, yeah, yeah. Is it is it just like a? It combines like there's some fundamental like traininess about trains, yeah, which yeah, it combines yeah. with a sort of like uh, a nice vibe and like a sort of antique antiquity and an interesting bit it, of history. Yeah, and, there's there's like, that kind yeah. of like thing. I mean, it's not even quite a steampunk thing, but there's a kind yeah. of like. I think it's any any like um, periods of rapid change generally tend to be like nostalgized a bit more than yeah. you know uh, than any periods where things are largely static. Like if you look at kind of each periods within one's own life where lots are changing, like your teenage years or something. Those are the mm-hmm. things that we have nostalgia for, mm-hmm. and presumably that works maybe on a societal level, right? You have like uh, you know the eighteen hundred to say eighteen seventy, right? That period, or maybe just eighteen ten to eighteen fifty or something like that. If you think about like you know how uh, Brighton, the town of Brighton, Bright Helmston, whatever. Yeah. Um, like, I think we were talking about this, right? Didn't it, it like 10x in like 50 yeah, years? I think or so, yeah, it was some figure was, roughly around like that, yeah. right? And you imagine like what that did to so many different parts of society, having to mm. change the whole of society from a society where steam, like where there was canals, I guess, yeah. to like, oh, everything comes, you know, on steam trains now and you can go and visit everyone. Like, that obviously was like a huge big deal. And presumably the thing that precipitated that is going to 
you know, it's mm. going to itself be just for its own form or its own sure. like mechanics or how yeah. it works is going to end up being fetishized mm. because it represents symbolically the yeah, way that yeah. the world changed, you know. Yeah, and and, and also, I don't know. So I was, I was, I was, I was just about, I was about to start trying to do some sort of like weird tinker. Oh no, I could see. Yeah, when it was just when you were talking about the about the, the, about the trains, I'm just the, like the tinker in your used eye. Used to bring the holiday makers, nice. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, like the. I, I, I think this it, it strikes me that it's sort of it's a bit like something I can't remember whether we ever actually talked about this mm. but it's something that I, I, I remember I, I having a conversation with somebody about which is like that there are certain things like and again I guess with with, with that there are certain things that are like um, like it's quite specific right mm-hmm. but it's sort of like it, it starts it's it sort of it's you know liking steam trains and liking like the things about like certain things about steam trains yeah but like and it's it's clearly like there's some like bundle of of, of factors there mm. but it, it really reminds me of like um like bdsm stuff right mm. because like the 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 because if you like steam trains then you're clearly some no no but like you're uh, trains going into tunnels yeah no, no no but like, specifically in terms of like that stuff has a quite consistent aesthetic mm. that I'm not quite sure why... Why it has that. Yeah, it seems well, arbitrary. What, yeah exactly. It's right? not like, entirely it's, arbitrary. It seems sure. vaguely... But it, it's mm. almost like a lot of people seem to... They must be either be getting into it for the aesthetic... Yeah. Or... Or there's just some particular thing that makes yeah. people like that. Well, like that, it's, that seems yeah. to be like it's, it's correlated. Yeah, it's right? either, either like someone has like distilled the precise mathematical formula for like what the thing is, or like mm. maybe I've just got the wrong mental model for it as like being more innate than it is, and actually a lot of it is just well, yeah, we, like sort of, of you know societal... it's just sort of societally acquired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's what the societal flag for this stuff is, so they're just responding to that. Mm-hmm. But like it just it's it it always seems strange to me that like there are so many things for which like or, like. This is this is maybe a bit of a broader point, mm. but like I think about like things which like look or they have just the same thingness to them, and they just sort of get stuck on that. Like if you look it at the Duck, Duck, Go homepage, yeah. it's exactly the same as the Google. Like it, the shape, you know, the the, the whole yeah, thing. It's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. there's no reason why it should necessarily be like that. And I guess maybe what you want to do With is like if you're Duck, Duck, Go, yeah, yeah, maybe, it's yeah. just like I mean, obviously Google spent an awful lot of money, presumably, in like making sure that this page is the is the the, the best it can be and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And Duck, Duck, Go is just like, well, if people come to us wanting to do the thing that they did in Google, but like not the same, not with the same company, we want to reassure them yeah, that yeah. it's like you know it's similar in terms of functionality so you well, like how thing. every linux distro basically has like yeah. a start menu yeah 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 because like that's what Except people are used to you which kind of mm. look like os 10 yeah <laughs> sorry, it's not called os 10 mac os yeah, yeah. but like the 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 like just things where the specificity is like it's a bit less for that maybe but like things like like MOBAs, right? Like Dota or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They, they all, they're all so like very. They're, they're similar in a way that seems like these are necessarily like the the bits about it that 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 that, that don't need to be similar, but they just are. Yeah. And it's like, I guess, is it a customization yeah. convergence? Yeah, yeah. Like, is, is or this, is it yeah. just that this is culturally what is expected of the thing, yeah. and therefore it grows into that shape purely due to like there's there's probably whenever you're working on something like building a big product like that right there's a lot of questions of like do I do this thing or do that thing maybe it's just easier to do it if you don't have to actually ask that question if you just do it the way that's the obvious way yeah or maybe again that's the thing it's like well uh, you'd expect it to be more in things which are like 
either like crucial to the appeal of the thing and they kind of can't look off yeah right so food is a good example of this in fact we were talking about yeah, this f- with f- food the food yeah. the food yeah. formats right that how they, ha- they fall into these specific things yeah. because other formats yeah. right yeah. when a food format is like wrong mm. it's like literally disgusting yeah, yeah. you don't like, you can't imagine eating the, it at the, all the charles right? street tap sells pizza cones which mm. are basically just like pizza rolled into the shape of a cone now i like calzone right which mm. is basically mm. the same mm. thing but there's something about the coneness of it coneness of it fine like fine quite repellent i'm pretty sure that this wasn't there uh, an um a disney a disneyland pizza cone thing or maybe i'm thinking of something else mm. a, a cone sat hang on i've got to look this up now <laughs> this is this is I'm a, I mean, it's weird that i didn't think about this last week right yeah uh, this disneyland cone food cone food where is it the the cones the cozy cone motel i'm i'm pretty sure where they had like a name the Cozy Cone Motel. I they. I mean, this is just cone handwiches. Oh, no. That's what they're yeah. called, right? But again, this is another thing which never mm. took off, right? Yeah. In that it's a... I mean, that looks really like something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you can see these just... They don't look appealing at no. all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the issue, yeah. Right? Um, like it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, sometimes you're just like, you're like, I don't know what it is about it, but with this, no, I can see it right away, I'm yeah, afraid. It's not, it's not good. Look, Cozy Cone, Bacon Mac and Cheese Cone... Here are the, it has a whole. There it is. Someone just someone spent a lot of time. It, several someone's spent a lot of time on there this. There it is, macaroni and cheese. And some some poor, uh, you know. Have you ever found yourself in this scenario, sitting in the Hollywood Hills Amphitheater, wait, waiting for Fantasmic, the nighttime spectacular at Disney's Hollywood Studios, to begin? No. You're waiting for it. You just need to eat yeah. something while you're waiting. Here it is. See, to get some cones. Some... I mean, this is, these are all like the, the, what do you call it, adult fans of Disney or whatever you call it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Some v- VP has been fired over this. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like, like someone someone in the, in the you know, the, the like the parks division was just like, look, we've got it. The, the, the new big thing, it's cones. And I, like, I swear there was, you a, know. here we go, Disney, here we go, the Handwich. There's a Disney wiki. Oh, of course. The Handwich was a food item served at Epcot. See, it's, fu- it's the food of the sure, future. Sure, yeah, yeah. And the Magic Kingdom from 1988 to the mid-90s. So it's an 80s adventure. Adventureland's newest attraction, Disney's Handwich. The one hand... No, 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 go back, go back. Like, like you can eat normal sandwiches with one hand. What the fuck? <laughs> that was the entire point who's, of... The, who's out here doing you know, this? You know, that was so you can have your cards in one hand and then and you sandwich. That's why the sandwich was supposedly invented, you know. At least that's the, uh, you know... The idea that there was an inventor of the sandwich, or even yeah. you know, obviously there's a well, again name. that's a, a, sh- a shape a trope of, yeah. namer, as we yeah, 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 yeah. for the sandwich, but yeah, but like again, another another weird like you know food food, yeah, food format, food format, but yeah, that but is so just, you see, it's yeah. you mean like the kind of the steam the steam aesthetic being a convergence of things that shouldn't necessarily, yeah, or that kind of thing being a convergence yeah. of things that shouldn't necessarily be like coupled together, but kind of are. It, 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 and I guess it's it's the it's the lack of apparent necessity. Like mm. it feels right, but it feels right to me presumably just because I'm used to it. But again, that's probably just the case for everybody, right? Like mm. it's one of those things where you, you don't you don't necessarily question that. It's just once when when you start saying, well, like, why is it that so many people have like, what is it about this thing that means that these people like it and all seem to like it in kind of the same in kind way, of the same way? You know? yeah, yeah. It's just like this. When this, you see a thing yeah. and you're like, well, you could be into this in like loads of different ways. Yeah. And then you meet the odd person that's into it in one yeah. of the, the different ways, but yeah. most of the people are into it. Is it just because when you get talking to other people who are like, sure, that, it just that reinforces thing, it socially, then, or, or just yeah. like seeing artifacts of a of like a particular culture when you see like a yeah. particular thing. 
you think, well, this is designed by people who are into this sort of thing. Yeah. Then eventually you just you know initially you're like oh these are all weird and eventually you just think oh these sandwiches are fine these are all normal or whatever right I yeah don't know. well like, it's just like, if you think about like sports fans or whatever you get yeah, people yeah, who are yeah, like into aesthetic, you right. get into like you know supporting a team and your thing is like going to matches or like watching it and getting tanked up and like you know having a good time with the lads and you get people whose thing is like you know being into the statistics you yeah, know being yeah, really yeah. into like knowing how much who scored all the runs and, and whatever you know we're near the cricket ground I'm just thinking of my 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 because yeah. my, my, uh, one of one of um one of our friends is is uh, one of mine, Carly May's friends is 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 one of those people. Yeah. He he works as a cricket analyst. Like oh, he, okay. he he spends all his days up at the ground or like watching you know sort of stream games. Has and, like, cricket noting had down its, all the like, statistics uh, or whatever. You know, stat apocalypse. Yeah yeah no he's he's it. he's is he, he is now? doing that like right. he, he, he's yeah. the game of cricket yeah, yeah, by he, analyzing exactly yeah he, he he's he's the he's the one providing the data. You is that know? what he's, they call it the stat apocalypse? Have I just invented that? There was definitely a word like that. Yeah you know what happened to baseball or whatever. It's just like and and like I think I think someone. Someone I can't remember who it is. I think it's probably Freddie. Um, uh, was was talking about like you know sabermetric. He, he's he, I think he 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 was just like sabermetrics is good for baseball, but it's like bad for American football or something like that. Right. Um, I can't. I'm probably Hot getting take. those. I'm probably getting those mixed up because I can't remember. But like I don't know what it's like for cricket. It might be because I think it's basically mm-hmm. about like does the optimization drive the game to be more interesting? Because there are some games where it's like where the rules are constructed such that like having the bit like trying to optimize in a certain direction closer can often yeah. be better but also yeah, yeah, it can be yeah. less good because right? it's like do, does the game optimize for like trying to do riskier things or trying to do things that are more exciting or does the game optimize for like safe playing or whatever because that's the, like that's mm. what you would imagine sabermetric you know the sort of like the money ball money balling of it or whatever that um you know that that would do you would imagine it would be optimizing towards something that's like maybe a safer less like mm. risky but ultimately like on average better style of play but it might well not you know if if a game's rules are constructed because that's the thing all games it, rules are constructed is, if, like, it, you know, if, if it turns out that yeah. the best things to do are to do things that are like yeah. slightly more risky right yeah. and in theory that could be better yeah exactly because that's going to result in because the thing is i was thinking about this because if you because i was thinking about how like well like F1, right, is usually pretty close, yes. right? Well, in, and F1's a good and example. all the shit yeah. they kept yeah. adding, like, DRS yeah. and stuff. I haven't yeah. really watched F1 no, since then. Around that yeah. time, right? But a good, when, a, when they added, yeah. like, DRS and it was the idea of it, it was yeah. it would, like, the drag reduction system. Yeah, yeah. But then they could only use it in certain zones yes. of, the, of the thing because yeah, yeah, they had to, like, yeah. balance the whole thing, right? But then it kind of makes stuff more boring, but yeah. it also makes stuff, I don't yeah. know. Well, F1 is actually an interesting example. We're talking about, like, you know, the, because the rules are X. Like, the hex works you know, my old housemate is like bang into F1 has been forever. Yeah, yeah. And they were telling me like, like this season that everything's like different because they ah. they basically said like they just changed load of the, the of the like the requirements for the cars. So everybody had to like redesign everything from scratch, mm-hmm. which meant that like for, for for the first time in a while, like all of the rankings have been like thrown in the air. Like yeah. a lot that of the, was the you know, thing that I, I yeah. I've always been sort of because my dad kind of grew up really into like motor racing. Yeah. Like in like the 60s when it was still like very very exciting and very cool right? yeah and it as over time i imagine it's sort of that kind of thing became less you know less dangerous also you yeah. know that's one thing <laughs> but you know also yeah. less exciting right but my dad would always watch like the f1 i was sort of you know get into it right yeah. but it was that, that kind of thing where you it was kind of clear that like the way that i was into it i was kind of thinking i kind of into this for the same reason i'm into like robot wars mm. right in that it's a bunch of teams building a machine that then has yeah, to like, yeah, compete yeah. right and when it became increasingly clear to me like the specs for the machine being extremely like tightly regulated essentially just leads to the same car yeah. being designed but, yeah, like yeah, from yeah. first principles by like six different te- yeah. 12 different teams or whatever like mm. it is that kind of thing where you're like well 
what leeway are you like doing here like what yeah ideally you want this to have some benefit outside of the sport maybe which i think it has obviously <laughs> mm-hmm. but i feel like the degree to which is well, any of that sort of stuff is going on is maybe a bit limited yeah 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 and then when you when you realize that when you realize it's they're all opt they're all like carcinizing towards the same point yeah, carcinizing yeah, yeah. because yeah. it's cars yeah, um towards the nice. same point then, then then you're just like okay well this is a bit less interesting and then you realize that like oh no i see why this is the favored sport of um you know <laughs> it professionals yeah, or whatever yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like you know just instantiate it's, a, yeah uh, yeah a docker container for, yeah. your, for your car you know? <laughs> i want i think that what they should as you mentioned that they should <laughs> allow like like grabbers on the front, you know, like <laughs> to maybe make one it more big, like robot one wars. big one. Yeah, yeah we well, you know, like <laughs> You can have, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Let's do a little. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we need to take a break. It's, yes. it's been longer than usual. Speaking, speaking on a kind of legibility, uh, legibility or indeed validity angle. Nice. There's a, it's one of the, one of those things where mm. I guess maybe this was the original purpose for mm. for for Reddit, right? Yeah. Before it became about you know the memes, it was yeah. just. A, does anyone else think something something normal daily thing? Uh, mm. um, here's my one that you just reminded me of. Is is this a normal thing? I is it a thing that people do and it's a known thing mm. or is it something that I've invented or is it I haven't invented it but it's also not very normal or is it doesn't matter or who cares right? <laughs> which is putting uh, fresh herbs in the freezer specifically so they go all crunchy so that when you want to add them to food that you're mm. cooking yeah. you just crunch them out of the bag and you don't need to cut them that's a really good idea yeah. that's that's I've i think been, that's a, that's been, what they call a life that's hack that's a life hack right <laughs> but i've never really thought of it as one right sure. and i've been doing it for probably like at least 5 years and i've never yeah. really like and the fact that you mentioned it, right, that you said, oh, I was getting some ice out of your freezer and then there was yeah. herbs in there, right? I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, maybe having herbs in your freezer is, like, not normal. And, sure. But, but I'm doing a life hack. And yeah, suddenly yeah. I realized I was doing a life hack. Yeah. And I think maybe this is the thing. Maybe people are doing this all the time, but only people that are, like, writing lists of life hacks are, are mm. actually, like... That I I'd never thought of the idea of legibilizing my idea of doing that into a kind of cool thing that you can do that's actually good, I, or yeah, like a yeah. weird thing that you can do that's actually bad, and you shouldn't do that because it makes the herbs taste wrong, and chefs don't recommend it or something. Right? <laughs> chefs hate him. You can you the, can illegibilize yeah. something as well, well right? You the, can make it like wrong. Yeah, right? but the, the, that was it's really interesting. Because on I, how you frame there, it. there was something I read a, a little while ago um, that it's like it's just it was it was it was sort of like rationalist adjacent. It's one of those things that reminds me why I like. Like, despite like some of my disagreements with them, I I do sort of feel a certain affinity to rationalists. Mm. I think the answer is we're probably both like we, we probably I fall whatever like the 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 points on the spectrum that rationalism most like encompasses. The, like, the like, it's basically like the... <laughs> rationalism. Like I guess my, my my grand thesis on this is like rationalism is basically very accommodating to people who want to think autistically in public, mm. which is quite appealing to me because it's not it's really a way something, of yeah, yeah. That, that thing. Yeah, and it's not really something that is as, as, as accommodating what about legitating legitating <laughs> watch me as I legitate <laughs> <laughs> um, so so the, the, one of the one of the rationalist guys did a list of it's just like things that you can do and it's like mm. it's this list of things where it's like you might not have considered that you can do this 
you know yeah, you yeah, might, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like you might it, and it's it's things that might seem like all of the ones that are obvious is to you you're just th- like is this that thing is this like that thing of um, Scott Alexander talking about various people he knows and talking yeah. about how they're just like oh yeah is this like you, I can eat rice realize, and chickpeas or didn't yeah, realise yeah. that they had like a preference for specific mm. types of food mm. and when they realised that that was like a thing that they could have yeah. a preference for that like mm. really changed their life right yeah yeah because that there yeah, that because it, that that kind of thing just makes me really worry about maybe there's just like huge things that I just haven't thought of yeah. right no definitely like. It's all about like so. I'm 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 trying to write something a little bit about this because like a part I, I started writing something that was like here are some things that I re- I, I just sort of like realised that I can do that like maybe it's normal maybe for a lot of people this isn't a exceptional thing but it mm. might be something that that is worth trying for you and then I started thinking about like what's a more like what's something that you could do to try and like open this up for people because like for some people just reading it'll be fine but for some people they'll need something a little bit more and i thought about the idea of like maybe doing some sort of like licensing session mm, licensing like in terms of like, like yeah permi- permissive adding, adding the yeah. kind of social yeah where it's it, like right? if you if you if you and a bunch of people like re- realize that this is a thing that you can do then you can just like do, go and do it together or whatever and it's mm. like you know trying new things again like you know just doing things with people not exactly like but like it's making certain like impl- explicit a certain like implicit mm thing um this is like a very general kind of thing so yeah. it's more like trying to take a a specific thing that happens in some social context that allows you to feel okay with doing something or whatever right yeah. and trying to take that into a more general thing like trying to have the general practice of yeah. like social licensing yeah. i.e like yeah. Uh, I want to do this thing, but I kind of don't really want to. I feel like it's a weird thing to do, yeah, but yeah. it's not. But for some reason, I yeah, think that it is. Exactly. Oh, do you want to just arbitrarily accompany yeah. me on, on this, yeah. and then we could just do it? I mean, if you look at it, like most things are kind of like yeah, that, yeah. right? Like how it's like you know, like most of those kind of things are about taking a thing that would be an odd thing to do, but then grafting a social thing onto it, like a yeah. meetup or a, you know, like a, putting a like a bar on the mm. corner and have people like milling around and turning it into a party. Yeah. But also, it's like the other thing or whatever, yeah. right? That yeah, it seems like an interesting one that because it's like making something legible. I suppose it is entirely like about making it culturally valid, right? Mm. Or making it seem like culturally integrated in some way that people can like explain to someone else. Like, yeah. if you say like, "Oh yeah, recently I've been getting into such and such," and then you say there's like a whole community of people that do it, and yeah, they're like this, and maybe you want to come along or whatever, yeah. right? Whoever that is, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like. I guess that makes it more welcoming and makes it easier sure. to like spin as like a positive, yeah. well, not necessarily like a positive thing, but just makes it more like a kind of like, you know, because I think I struggle with this a lot because a lot of things I do where I'm not really optimizing them for like legibility and I yes. don't really think yes. about like, I think, well, I'm doing this because I, this is like a thing I'm interested in. Yeah. And it does have a result that I yeah. can explain to people, mm. but maybe I don't optimize the result enough for like, for example, like things I make now, mm. I used to make a lot more with a view to like, oh, maybe this could be like a commercial thing sure. eventually, right? Mm. But now I just don't really think like that yeah. as much as I used to because I don't really, I don't know. I think maybe if I was pushed to do that kind of mm. thing, I would, but I think. I think it's just something which i feel like often is like not i can i can get things a lot like done a lot faster and better if i start, if i actually think no i'm not going to do that i'm not going to make this legible to people who aren't me yeah. well, i'm just going to uh, yeah. make a thing work for me I, and then yeah. hopefully later on mm. i can then graft on a more legible thing like, sure if i ever need to like put this out into the world I, right? I would definitely think of you as someone who doesn't feel the need to explain himself to others in that way mm-hmm. like which is you know in many ways it's a very like 
good I think, quality to have like I think, you know I think it's one of those things where if I if I judge myself yeah. like in the most negative mm. way it's that I really don't like the idea of doing it and I hate it <laughs> or it's just like I just forget to do it sure. right? it depends yeah, on like yeah. what, what, whether I'm having a good day or a bad yeah, day yeah. Right? <laughs> that, that's the problem it's like mm. what things about you are like you know like uh, idiosyncratic but like powerful like differences that make you like the <laughs> maverick that's going to like, upend the world order right and which yeah. things are just like oh it's a real pain that I'm like that and I yeah, wish yeah, I could yeah. be less like well, that like, it's like <laughs> right? yeah like because I, I was I, I think I, I was thinking about this the other day and I was like what is it about like the, the, the things that I do to make myself legible to others mm. like I spend a lot of time doing things that make people I, I don't i spend i don't actually spend as much time as i used to especially like so in spend a lot of yeah. time doing things yeah. to make people say oh yeah. that's good yeah <laughs> but like when, well, like when i when i when i like when i when i used to and it's it, it's sort of almost less of a problem now that i'm freelance but when i used mm. to work like at, at, at my old at my old company i used to behave sometimes in ways that people would find a little bit odd but mm. because in a you know in a, in a business context right but like i had built up enough like of a reputation as someone who just like got the work done with you know always got the work done yeah. that i had earned a high number of what were referred to as like idiosyncrasy credits right called? yeah yeah it's like it's basically just like well Adam might be having a nap in the middle of the day, right? But, like, we know he'll get the work done eventually, so presumably this is just part of the process. And, like, to yeah, them, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of, like, opaque and illegible and a bit of a black box. But, but like, to me, it's all, like... But if you have the right yeah. kind of, like, almost... Uh, manufactured level of idiosyncrasy yeah. that people can then say, "Oh, I see." Mm. So he's s- signalling that he's idiosyncratic. Yeah. Then you can get away with a lot of idiosyncratic yeah, yeah. things that are actually idiosyncratic. You know, well, this, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was basically right? like the 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 unconscious realization. Trying that I had to bridge in the school. normal types yeah. of weird into the yes. actual types of weird yeah. that you really. Have. Well, no, exactly. Well, look, <laughs> the, 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 that's literally yes. Yeah. So in in secondary school, I basically had like a. Like the only the closest comparison I could think of is like a Boris Johnson esque manufactured persona that was or like yeah, a wrestling yeah, yeah. persona, you know, yeah, yeah. that was like Absolutely. it was a bit like me but exaggerated in certain ways to make me more like because have doing quirky social, or doing whatever. Social so that, interaction yeah. when you were a teenager is because mm. completely fucked. Yeah, so you have to have some yeah. kind of armor, right? Yeah, and it's, and it's basically like the thing that you use to like sort of protect yourself. But then like the the thing is, as with a lot of this stuff, a lot of it isn't really. A lot of it is like some of it is you know is like considered but most of it is just like uh, you know sort of unconscious or instinctive responses to stimuli mm. to the point where you get like a lot of my you know later teenage years and and, and stuff were like trying to like unpick what parts of that were actually yourself. me yeah. and what parts were like the the, the the version of me that I projected and then later it's just become like well understanding why because like a lot of the stuff that I did that was maybe idiosyncratic was like stuff that I now understand to be, you know, results of like various different sorts of neurodivergence. Or coping mechanisms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But like at the time I was just like, well, I guess I'm just weird. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. And it, I, I, I still like, yeah, kind like, of am. It's that but kind you know, it's like, like trying yeah. to make things work and I yeah. found a way of making yeah. them work. And this yeah. is like, my, these yeah. are my methods. Yeah. Like, but, yeah you but, but you don't understand why it is that you're like that. So you just invent stories for yourself. Yeah. And then after a while you're just like, actually, these don't really sort of like hold up, but they're all I've got. And and then eventually you get like some diagnosis Slightly and you're just story. like, okay, fine, this makes more... Yeah, and, and yeah. The, the whole point is, well, you never get the, the true story, right? Mm. But you get like, ideally you asymptotically yeah, yeah. approach yeah, yeah, the... Yeah. Uh, and like, and like, whatever, the, truth, the right? thing is, it like a lot of the time, the story doesn't even have to be true. It just yeah. has to be useful enough. We have it works. Yeah, right? yeah, the exactly. Works. Yeah, you know? And like, you can the, you can tell yourself stories that are more or less useful. And the story I'm telling myself now is way more useful than the story that I was telling myself when I was like 18. Yeah. And like, that's... It, it, and it's, it's, it's a healthier story. Like, you know, it's a better way of doing it. So, 
So what was the point? Of the, where, 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 well, yeah, I, I you, actually can't remember why I wrote that, but I just, you know, I, do, do you think that you're valid? Or do you think that you are... Uh, do you think that you experience validity, right? Did Freddie write something about this? I think there was... There was maybe. Freddie wrote something about this recently. I haven't um, read it, but maybe sure. it's... Uh, maybe I saw yeah. it as, like, a word, sure, and then it yeah. went into my subconscious. Like, I don't... What did he write about it? I, I think he was, like... I mean, presumably, him being him, it, he didn't like it very much, or he, like, thought... Is it, was... it like, the validity where it's, yeah. like... Because I was thinking about, yeah. like... Um, I mean, really, I was just trying to think about, like, legibility, but specifically sure. legibility where it's, like... That a type of legibility where it's not only kind of like oh people understand you, but they actually kind of like support they 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 think that what you're doing is actually really cool because the way you framed it or something, right? Yeah, that's the kind of thing I mean. Is that yeah. what he's writing about? It's 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 mostly just like what does it mean? And I I think his he a lot of his stuff was like I'm just seeing whether or not I bookmarked it. Um, I didn't I didn't bookmark it. I I I, I might have bookmarked something else that he wrote. And mostly just giving out about it. <laughs> I, I mean, again, my my suspicion is him being him. He was just like a bit grouchy. We're just going about to do an AI like, generated yeah. Freddie Debar post where we yeah. imagine what he might yeah. have written. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, for 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 my sins, I still quite like Freddie. I, I, I have. I think the thing with the thing I have with Freddie is like I like the way that he writes. I think mm. more than anything, like reading something by him is always like entertaining to me, whether or not I agree with him. Mm. Like, but like validity, like I don't. I think my problem is, right, like, and I, I said this in response to something else that he wrote, mm. is that often people who, for whom things aren't the thing... At, what, what is validity? Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I don't really understand <laughs> because I've never, I'm not... Fucker. Sorry. Mike. Oh, Mike, oh, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike oh, boom arm issues. Hang on. Oh, there we go. That's all right. Uh, we're okay. going we're gonna, to... We're gonna, uh, there we go. There we go. Um, so my my thing is, I think the kind of people who refer to themselves as valid and the kind of people who for whom, like, their validity might have been, like... Well, if your validity has been questioned, Questioned right? or whatever. Like, it's... I mean, there, there are some people for whom, like, you could... You could I, I think the thing is, it's not used in a, in a, stri- in a, in a way that, like... You know that 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 might be. I think colloquial. It basically means just like, you know, it's okay to be you. Is kind right, of the okay. thing. Right, That's right, the right, impression yeah. that I get from the yeah. way I've heard it used. Right. Yeah. Like I remember when I was, I was uh, I was in and there was a it was Trans Pride a few years ago and I was going on a uh, there was like like a bunch of the. Um, people who were staying at our house uh, for to 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 go. Mm. Um, went on the sort of the big march down the seafront and I, I was sort of wandering along with them and the people were chanting, um, you know, trans men and men, trans women and women and non-binary is valid. Some mm. of the non-binary people in the group got a bit annoyed with that, I think. I, I can't remember what the what their, like, particular issue with it was. But, like... It's not a very, like, yeah. catchy slogan. It's, no, it, it isn't. I can see why you would it object to it on that basis. But, like, I, I, I think the, 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 the idea is it's mostly just, like, a sort of thing where, like... If you've got some like grouchy old telling you that you're like you know this isn't a thing, pull up those sagging pants and you know sort of get mm-hmm. get 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 a job doing something sensible or you know yeah. sort of like you know go get, get you know the sort of like standard like old person get a job you hippie well, yeah, kind of like like objection to yeah, anything yeah. that isn't like entirely along like the conventional tracks of life yeah um and from that perspective it's just like you know hey if you're different it's okay mm. it's just like a you know it's just like like a particular way of wording that or whatever like mm. which is fine to me like i think freddie's objection and it's his objection to a lot of stuff is basically just like you know sort of people uh, he he seems to think have this tendency to like glamorize certain things that aren't like 
necessarily good or whatever. Mm. He, he had a whole thing about like just like you know people like saying that their mental illnesses are, are, are okay or whatever. And I think my problem as a, with as my problem with a lot of Freddie's writing is basically I'm clearly not getting the same set of inputs that he is. So I don't see these things as a problem yeah. just because everyone I know who's got like bad kinds of mental illness don't want to have them and are generally actively trying to move towards getting them treated everyone i know who is like you know what you would describe as neurodiverse he's basically just like people shouldn't glamorize their adhd and i was like yeah no shit everybody i know with adhd including me is just trying to get ourselves some pills so that we can keep it under control right yeah that's the the whole ball game and and he's like gives out about you know saying like you know people talk about being proud of autism but you know lots of autism is bad and i'm just like well yes but that's just because autism is a phrase that's used to apply to a spectrum there's the word of of different things that go from basically like the end of it that i am which is just like I quite like trains and I, you know, think I'm a bit literal minded to like, you know, people who are like nonverbal and have like loads of like, you know, need full full time care. Yeah. And like that basically what you're saying is like, you know, the the, the word, the, the, the phrase covers a wide, you know, a wide range of yeah, things, you yeah, know, and yeah. like. That's that is I, a I problem, but I don't the, think it's a problem. Yeah, yeah, I have this thing where, like, when I read a Freddie DeBoer mm. uh, piece, which is mm. that, like, when I sort of happen upon his stuff, there's maybe a one in five. No, I'd say there's a two in five chance that it's like worth reading, mm. and the other three in five chance is like, well, I now totally know how Freddie DeBoer feels about that, but it maybe didn't need to be written necessarily, mm. and I do feel like it might just be a product of having to churn out the certain number of things per week that he does because he's like reasonably well paid on Substack. <laughs> Not to call him a grifter or whatever, because yeah, yeah. That, he's like he, that's he's, his he's, job, and right? he's made. He, yeah, well, that's the thing. He, he basically said that like he has he, to write he, the well, thing. He has. He has it's a piece of. He, he literally wrote something on people it. who say who talk about like you know. To People who use the phrase "grifter" to to refer to this, he was just this. like, which is really funny, right? But like, I mean, he's got it's, me on validity. He's got yeah, me on yeah. my like, critique yeah. of him. It's it's it, like it's 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 a you know, I think the the point which is correct, which is to say, and then like he I, I, he did this more at the beginning, um, where he he do post. There are that, like, only so many yeah. interesting things yeah, to write yeah, yeah, about, yeah. and sometimes you have yeah. to write about things which mm-hmm. aren't mm-hmm. after the fact turned out to be yeah. actually that interesting. Yeah. But he, you know. he he did some posts where he was like writing different framings of things, and he yeah. did a post that was like deliberately inflammatory. He's like, look, this gets more engagement <laughs> what, what do you want from me this is my you know my, mm. I, I write I write I write because it's like you know he's got to get the engagement like, I, 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 like I cannot fault anyone who's just like I, you know people want to give me money for writing if the thing could, you know if he could just basically do like yeah. one really good thing yeah. a week right yeah. and then the others can just be whatever yeah. right and it could be like a sort of code mm. where yeah. I don't know like only the like uh, only the, the the one really good like thing he does a week would have yeah. like an even number of letters in the title yeah. or something and people that know would yeah. just know to click on that if, one like, like here's the thing like there are some there are a very <laughs> small number of bloggers who i follow who are able to be consistently like novel not just yeah. like fun to read or interesting is, the but fact like, that he can actually put out yeah. as much stuff as he can that yeah. is readable is yeah. kind of yeah, incredible yeah. right no exactly so, and like it, i'm amazed a, yeah. anyone that can write more than a thing a month that's yeah. actually the, something i want to read right? there's, there's like, a guy i know called i don't know him personally but there's a guy who i read called matt webb who's blog he does like i think three blogs a week mm. almost always like he started writing a lot about the metaverse recently i don't really care about that but just because he's working for a like a metaverse right. based company but like Every post he, he he writes, there's something like interesting in there. There's some like interesting idea, and a lot of them is like you know I talked to X person and I had this particular mm-hmm. train of thought that led me to this particular thing, and they're always like there's always something there, you know. There's always some mm-hmm. thing to them, but like I really struggle to think of other bloggers who 
like are consistently good or interesting who don't like I mean, I guess he has hobby horses, but like he has enough hobby horses that you don't see them as frequently yeah, as like yeah, like yeah. Chris Dillow, are you like genuinely probably my like the blogger I read for the longest and one of my all time faves. Like he has few enough hobby horses that you notice I mean back he doesn't post as frequently as he used to, but back when he used to post a lot, you'd like you'd, what, you'd what see them coming around. Right? When you've read them for long yeah. enough, whenever you see a mm. certain topic, yeah, immediately yeah, yeah. your first thing is I wonder what they think of this. Yeah. And then you they probably have done a blog on it or yeah, it exactly. shortly, you know. I like, I like you look at the post and you look at the title and I was just like I, I can with mathematical certainty tell you that this is going to feature the quote from um, Adam Smith's theory of moral <laughs> sentiments about how the ver- you know the, the attention people's yeah, like yeah, yeah. admiration is uh, directed not to, you know not towards the virtuous but towards the rich and I'm just like this is true you've gone from being a like, classifier yeah. to a generator right yeah. <laughs> You're able to actually yeah. reconstruct the, the... Mm. well this is the thing it's like talking about like a post by a blogger mm. who we both sort of I think you know him more than more than I do like in terms yeah. of his writing but like the idea of just like reconstructing somebody's post or, well we, we both saw there was a post like yeah, this yeah, we yeah. didn't read it so what is it yeah, he's yeah. likely to have said but the thing is that's I mean I mean, he writes about this right that that's how the whole internet works anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. like when you see someone's written a post you don't yeah. read the post you, no, just, no, yeah. you look at the, yeah. the, 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 the this is just how and writing even if you, works even right? if you do read you don't like it's very difficult to like someone was writing about this and I can't remember who it was it might have been Slate Star, Slate Star Scott but they mm. were saying that like I uh, know it wasn't him I think it might have been Dan Liu Dan Liu is mm. a very interesting guy because he's someone who is like not rationalist but definitely like has that thing about them that i like um he he, he was just like a lot yeah right? if you he, he, yeah exactly and but like uh, he he said that like what the th- one of the things that's most difficult about writing stuff is making sure that people are like with you or like understand exactly what it is you're talking about because yeah, yeah. a lot of the time and you see this on like eg metafilter or quora or whatever if people ask a question that's like uh, a main question with a sort of a sub condition attached or like a two part thing yeah, people yeah. will only answer like one of the parts well, it, it's like, the whole, just, like you know, the whole internet is people who when you point at something they look at your finger right yeah that's like the whole yeah. thing right yeah and it, it's like it's like thinking thinking about that like you you're you're in this position where you're you're, you're trying to be very clear and so like it, having hobby horses is often like basically just like not feeling completely understood or like having a, mm. a, a a thing which is like a prism through which you view the world that like is endlessly fascinating to you but maybe yeah. not so it was yeah you've got something which you've been trying to explain to people and you keep trying to you, you've never quite like cracked it but yeah. you keep trying to do different takes on it like yeah. this is another way we can use we can use this particular example to analyze my particular yeah. thing yeah, like, yeah, yeah. which is something i like you know it's like when somebody's got like a specific topic they're into and it's like something where you can tell it's kind of their philosophy or not necessarily like philosophy but just their kind of um yeah like their their prisoner as you say where they end up kind of taking that and finding sort of new directions to explore like, the same theme and because if you've read enough of their stuff you can kind of see yeah. like well this is the pattern that I'm seeing yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can then use that understanding of the way like that they've got this this thing that yeah. they've articulated well enough yeah. that when you've read enough of it it's given you an insight as to how they see things mm-hmm. and then allows you to then understand something completely different yeah, yeah. if they then write about well, that like, thing so, right? it kind of inverts yeah. right but the, the, there's a, a thing that someone I think it was Giancarlo Rota said this about mathematicians he was like most mathematicians have like one 
like way of looking at things that they'll apply to everything. Mm. A few of the like the the really good ones will have two. Like some of the big names that you've heard of, maybe had like three or four. Mm. But like none of them are like, like they're always that some of them are just like looking at looking at this through like a certain like they've they've got a, a trick that they that they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's often that's like the case with writers as well right like they, they or like you know th- think people who who think in inverted commas or who like have a sort of like a some sort of like concept-led uh approach to the world you know some mm. people whose job it is to, to 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 have ideas in public like most of them will have like one or two or th- you know maybe a few more things like i would say the mimetic hazard thing is generally like and, and, and the more meta your things are the easier it is to be like a bit more generically interesting because you can just apply things quite like like if your thing is like yeah. Marxian economics yeah. then like you're limited in you're not limited in scope etc but you like it, it it feels a bit more because it's like sort of sits within something yeah, yeah. it's like our thing or one of our things I would say one of our like more noticeable things is basically saying if something is being posited as a one way continuum we look for the the other continuum or continuums along which it operates and like what's the other thing mm. you know we talk a lot about like we talk we we create a lot of verbal two by twos you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and yeah it, it, it's <sighs> the other thing that we do of course is like get ourselves into conversational rabbit holes and then forget how we got there yeah. what we were saying what's going that's on that's the problem it's it's complicated there's a lot of uh, complicated uh what do they call them mathematical objects mm. and a lot of shapes being rotated and there's not much <laughs> memory to store them in on the stack yeah. you know yeah um <laughs> Thankfully, you've got a heap in front of you, which yeah. you're now. Um, so I'm just, I'm paging, just looking, looking through the cards. We've got, in, we've got two out. left. Do you reckon we'll be able to get through these in five minutes? Yeah, let's do it. The Twitter. The Twitter. Yeah, I can't even remember why I put that down. So uh, something to do with Twitter. Oh yeah, it's been bought. Twitter's oh, been yeah. bought. That happened. Yeah. Was that in the last week? Was I it think we, we mentioned it before. Well, it was in pro. In, it's been in train for a little while, but yeah. I guess it's actually happened. Now. I don't know. It doesn't really. But that's the thing. Like I'm not on. There you anymore. don't use Twitter. Like it, which isn't to say that it can't hurt me, but like you know, it's it's more just that like I don't. I think if like I think that people who are just like, well, I'm I'm going to leave now because I hate Elon Musk so much. Whatever. Like it's fine. I don't care. But like. If it does cause more people to stop using Twitter, Maybe I good. think that would be a good thing. It won't. Um, it probably <laughs> no, it won't because all these all these all the people are absolutely rattled and just like it if it will at best force them into alternatives like Mastodon, which is better, do not get me wrong. Hmm. I still think that it does the same thing mostly. Like oh, it does exactly yeah. the same thing. <laughs> like it, it has like a yeah. nice sound. Yes, it does. It's, you know, goodness knows. The person who made that was absolutely <laughs> musical like a Brian Eno level fucking like, you know Unlike Brian Eno, I will eventually release all the alternate ones. <laughs> which there are. There's like thirteen different mm. other ones that I did. One of them's a tritone. Nice. So I look forward to that. That's when you get like a really angry note. <laughs> I think. I think maybe when they add that spec, like you know, yeah. uh, sentiment analysis <laughs> to the notification system. Last one, which I want to run through quite quickly. Do mm. people still do Kickstarters? Yeah. I have you have got a Kickstarter to promote? Motherfucker, I don't have a Kickstarter to promote. But I have been contacted in the mm. last year, or no, in the last few months actually. It's in the last so hour. I'm, I'm just, I'm just I'm, my my brain is, is is a little bit addled at the moment. But like in the, in in, in a, like maybe a month ago, or whatever, I got an email from the first Kickstarter I ever backed which was the first time i'd ever heard about kickstarter mm. which would have been on a podcast in like 2000 and 
2009, I want to say, but it might have been 2010 I or 2011. Three Kickstarter. Yeah, I like. I but I I, I backed a load of them, and it's really funny when some some of them come good. But like, back, yeah. this was a Kickstarter that actually delivered, and it delivered pretty swiftly. It was called Iron Buds. Mm. The gimmick was. Do you remember Joseph? Do you remember being a? Uh, I'm going to guess what it is. Yeah, right? go for it. What it is? It's like earbuds for your ears, but like they're like really heavy, and so you can like do like you can do like neck exercises with them. It's like dumbbells, but for your ears. That's a much that, you know, funnier you know idea. Thing where yeah. some people can wiggle their ears. Yeah, it can train you to do that. <laughs> And, and also, like, you can lift yeah. strong weights with them. But both of which are more insane than what it actually is, which is basically just like, do you remember, Joseph, in mm. the 2000s, you would buy, well, I would certainly do this, I would have, I would be listening to podcasts or whatever mm. on some little earbuds, and then they would break because I'd have them in my pocket mm. and the, the little, the you know, the, 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 the cable I was would just, right, get... Literally just my, yeah, my yeah, eye yeah. animation is fiddling with this. Yes. You see how that's coming out? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your cable would break. It would either break at the point where it connected to the thing that connects to your to your, your device yeah. or it would connect. It would break probably on one of the ears yeah. because you'd be twiddling it around. Like I spend, whenever I, I've got my things, I'm just like spinning them around. So it's just doing a strain, all sorts of strain relief. Yeah, so, no, so for... it's, it's, it's basically like modular, right? So you've got, like, so you've got the earbuds, you've got like the the cables and then they kept the, the you know these connect to a little sort of Y yoke thing and then that connects to another cable so which you connects can to your replace thing. the exactly wires. that's the yeah, idea it's right like, it's, it's like when be... you've got a good good headphones well, like right? if you if you if what you do is like what I used to do which is I would break them I would break I used to buy the cheapest ones that I could and I would break them every month to you a few get weeks these expensive like yeah. three hundred quid headphones open open it all right have, Marco yeah, open ear yeah, <laughs> open ear and they have the yeah. the bits that come off here yeah like that yeah but these are like proprietary weird connectors which you have to get from Sennheiser yeah. Or, uh, yeah, it was anyway. just like imagine that, but like for for what are basically like you know sort of uh, you know fifteen pound level quality earphones, which is fine if what you want to do is listen to podcasts, which mm-hmm. I did. I got them and then I like realized like I didn't they, they were they were fine, but I didn't like but they weren't that them. important. Yeah. yeah, they were they were they were less. It was like how the, much the, were the they? vision? How much did you pay? Them? I literally cannot remember. It was way worth way more to me than it, it probably should be. Because I backed things, it when I was sixth form. Yeah, because it seems to be one of that's the thing, right? I mean, yeah, um, mm. one of those things where it's like well. The way I'd analyse that now, maybe back then, not not quite so much. Yeah. I'd just say, well, how much am I spending in broken earphones per yeah. year? Yeah, yeah. And how long is this going to last? And can we like amortise one mm. over the other and see like which yeah. worked out the best thing to which do, Which would right? be the sensible thing to do, but like ultimately... But then you wouldn't have the yeah. cool Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to miss out unless you back this thing. Your headphones are going to be fucked forever. Yeah. And if you get this thing, that problem is solved for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right? And so... so... I, I I backed it and then they sent it to me and it was fine it was whatever and then like 10 years later yeah. they sent me it's, oh no, so it must have been when I was in university 2011, 2012 um, they sent me a thing saying like hey we like kind of th- had some issues because we we sent the things out and then there were some production issues and apparently I don't remember any of this. Yeah. They sent them back and then they like they ran through the Kickstarter money. He like got in debt and then there was oh, this my. whole like saga. Every Kickstarter yeah. was like this. Yeah, right? yeah, you know exactly because like people up to bring it back to the thing that we were talking about at the beginning. People are very not not very good at like estimating yeah. Yeah. linear like you know sort of schedules for projects. Yeah. So they a bunch of stuff happened. It's basically like it seems like it's taken them ten years to get to the point where they can do this, but they're like you know. Uh, sort of American people who wanted to make a better version of a thing so they're just like we'll send the new version of the earbuds to you for the cost of postage and I was wow. like I don't care about this but it is really weird that this thing has come back you know are you it's actually like, going to get it I feel like you have to I don't care I, I don't care I, I, I would but like you know what's happened in the last the you show. know what yeah but, that would be I, I would be interesting mm. but like in the last like 
few years, they've made like cheap, easy, usable Bluetooth earphones, yep. which are like they solve the problem. It's, it's the problem in a more it, yeah. in a much better way. So I'm well, very sorry, guys. Whenever you look you back know. on any kind of technology yeah. in the past, mm. that is like half the time you see. Yeah, it's not like oh, this is either this technology became everywhere, yeah. or it completely flopped, yeah. or it became like the Calipo, and there's just yeah. one that's still around that people like, <laughs> yeah. right? Or it like was just the entire idea that anyone would need that solution for a problem doesn't exist because the problem no longer exists. It reminds you me know? of something that happened to me once where I was in I was in a in a in a uh, a fancy house and they had a they had a sword and I looked at the the, the blade mm. and it had it had like it would the scabbard or whatever and it had like Wilkinson sword brand on there and it occurred to me that there was a point at which an arms manufacturer could say. I either want to carry on manufacturing weapons or I want yeah. to carry on manufacturing things that are sharp. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they they made that they had decision. To, they like... had to go for one or the other, yeah. And either they become, yeah, either they yeah. go for the, 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 you know, the Gillette model and yeah. just make little disposable pieces yeah. of metal that are very sharp <laughs> or they eventually get become part of BAE systems. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're your options, folks. They're your options, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Good night. Good night.